This is going to be an epic Truck Show Podcast episode. It's Lightning and Holman in beautiful Big Bear, California in a Firecracker Red Jeep 392. Say what? Yeah, so uh, Holman is uh, the uh, owner, well, the temporary owner of a long-term loaner, 392, and uh, it's got the brand new Toyo RT Trail tires on, which this morning we were schooled about from uh, the Toyo staff, and this episode is going to be about bringing you all the action from the mountains and trying our best to abuse these brand new uh, RT trails. Currently, we're behind a long procession of uh, amazing trail-ready uh, rigs. So we got some pretty cool trucks in this group. So in front of us is a Tacoma, a JT, a Ranger, a Nissan Frontier. Uh, looks like another couple Jeeps up there. Uh, is that a Ranger? So It's a really good mix. Yeah, this is a good mix. We'll get a chance to talk to these guys and what they think about the new tire on the trail. I will tell you, in the 392 coming up, and anybody who uh, has come up to Big Bear before knows how twisty the uh, highway up is, and I was incredibly impressed with the road holding and I was pushing the 392 through all the corners. Any and squealing? No squealing whatsoever. The tires really stuck. Not a lot of uh, you know, tread squirm or sidewall squirm. Everything just felt amazingly well. And by squirm, you're talking about when you give some input and it doesn't react right it's away? It's like the, yeah, the latency between your steering input and what the vehicle actually does. And so everything with tires is a compromise. And you know, you want a squishy sidewall for ride comfort and you know, for the, uh, the, the tire to meld to uh, the terrain on the trail but at the same time you want to have a stiff sidewall to support a load and and to be durable and rugged and prevent you know punctures and things like that so everything is a dance but so far really impressed these tires I don't are want to dance with very you. quiet get out <laughs> All right, before we get to today's epic adventure, we want to thank Nissan, uh, without whom we would not be here today. It's uh, amazing support that uh, Nissan has given us since day one. And if you're interested in a very, very capable midsize or compact pickup truck, check out your local Nissan dealer or NissanUSA.com. If you're looking at the Titan, you've got a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, the best in the business that'll back it up. And if you want a very capable uh, compact truck, the Frontier is the way to go. It's one of the best-looking trucks on the street. And for those of you out there who aren't satisfied with your stock vehicle and you're looking for a better sound, more performance, colder air, uh, gauges to monitor things, you want a, a colder rear end, you want... Uh, you want to mount your parameters? You want to mount your parameters, <laughs> then you want to head over to bankspower.com. Bankspower has all the goodies you want for your truck, whether it's a uh, an intake or a diff cover, whether it's gauges or a tuner. Banks Power has everything you need. All you have to do is go to bankspower.com, go to the year, make, model, drop down, put in what you got, and uh, the website will tell you everything you need to know about what Banks offers for your vehicle. Of course, uh, we're partial to the iDash, which is a fantastic tool, perfect for stock or modded. And for those of you guys who like to uh, work hard, tow hard, uh, really love the Banks Ram Air diff cover. And uh, in the 392 that I'm driving right now, wouldn't mind a pedal monster. And if you're interested in the Pedal Monster, there's probably an application for you because there are hundreds of cars and trucks supported. All right, and our last sponsor, of course, is Toyo Tires, who is uh, sponsoring uh, this episode of the Truck Show Podcast and uh, sponsoring us with a set of Toyo RT Trail tires. This is uh, their latest tire. will be available on November 1st, and uh, it's going to be in 47 sizes in European P-metric and flotation, and it's the perfect uh, aggressive all-terrain that slots nicely between the uh, AT3 and the open country. MT and the traditional RT tire. And it's super quiet. Wait, I'm going to hang the microphone out the side here. Here we go. <laughs> oh, was that not the tires? No, that was not the tires. Oh, sorry. Exhaust mode of 392. But 
There we go. I'm gonna do it again. Oh, stop! I'm trying to get the tire. Oh, sorry. The lack of tire I noise. I thought you wanted the outside noise from the vehicle. No. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. All right, this is gonna be a Toyo heavy episode, so buckle up. Here we go. The truck show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck. Cause truck rides with. Truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. All right, let's welcome Lightning and Holman to the Toyo Trail Pass. Time to put your new open country RT trail to work. The trailhead is off to the left. We'll park here. Air down. All right, we are at the trailhead at 8,000 feet in elevation. Holman, what are we doing? We are airing down our tires. For those of uh, our listeners that don't know uh, much about off-roading, why? Because air is there to support the tire and the weight of the vehicle, and you're going slow speed, so you're not making a lot of uh, thermal uh, problems for the tires. And with a lower tire, you you're, you have more traction because the tread pattern expands, and you have uh, more wheel protection because your sidewall bulges, all that good stuff. You're connecting these valves to the valve stem. It's about a three and a half inch long device, and this will stop it at a preset psi correct what are we setting these to these uh rt trails uh we're gonna do 14 today 14 pounds in each corner it's a handy little device who makes that uh these ones are a uk military uh deflator valve that you can get online all right now hold on just a second what's your name rich calbe now rich you're cheating here so this is quite a setup as you air down you have a connection on every valve all four at once leading into a harbor freight gauge here all harbor freight all harbor freight. yeah it's pr it probably costs the same if not more than just buying it outright but so you're you're deflating all four tires at the same time correct same air pressure on each tire it's, it's the lazy man's way <laughs> I'm lazy. I hate bending over and tearing down. Well, you, you've got about uh, a mile's worth of a uh, lime green uh, air hose going right. to all uh, four tires. Flexzilla. Uh -huh. Ordered it on Amazon, rest of the parts on uh, Harbor Freight, and just put it together. Got on YouTube and saw how everyone else did it. It works. It works. It works. All right, congrats. Easy fill up, easy air down. All right, keep on going. Right on. <laughs> Holman Rich is uh, kicking her ass. Yeah, he has one of those fancy uh, quad deflators. I don't like those necessarily because they take up too much space in the car. And it only saves me half the time because I have two deflators, so I do two at a time anyway. All right, these are down to 14 pounds, and you're unscrewing it from the valve stem. Yeah, these are uh, cool Apex valves. They're all uh, machined aluminum. Uh, check them out online. They're, they're great for quick release. Uh, I'm not using them that way on this one just because... Uh, I've got the other deflators, but um, these are uh, are great for when you need to do a rapid deflate of your tires because there's a little uh, anodized aluminum pull tab, which is cool. Now, I remember four or five months ago, you sheared off a valve stem on a trail. Uh, it was actually on these uh, wheels. Go walk around and figure out which wheel it was. All right. 
Oh, geez, right, this one right here. Oh, ho, ho. wow. How can you tell? Yeah, the, uh, you've taken some metal off the face of this wheel right here. That was a nice AEV wheel. It's still a nice AEV wheel. It's just scratched, that's all. It's perfect for a trail wheel because I don't care if they get scratched and allows me to do tire testing on Wranglers, so it's perfect. So as you're airing out of this uh, open country RT trail, I'm reading it and it says tread two steel, three polyester, two nylon, and then on the sidewall, three layers of polyester, which is, I think, what you want, right, Holman? Yeah, so for me, off-roading, I always want a three-ply sidewall, and uh, the open country RT trails are a mix, depending on the size and load rating and all that. You could you could end up with a two-ply, but in all these, like, big Jeep sizes and stuff like that. Um, the flotation all, sizes? Yeah, yeah, it's all three-ply stuff, which is, which is what you want. It's funny, just the audio up here, it's uh, 20 trucks all airing down at the same time. Regulators, mount up. Holman, how do you feel about mud? Well, we're going slow through it to tread lightly and not to cause further erosion by making deep ruts in it. But uh, I also hate uh, mud anyway. I hate cleaning it. It's fun to drive through, but it stains everything. It's hard to clean. It's hard on components. So I try not to, in my, in my early days, I used to splash through it and then be mad at myself. Now I just don't go for the uh, fun factor and then I'm disappointed, but I don't have all the work later. All right, so we are uh, deep into the trail, and this is a more technical part of the trail. Holman, this is pretty narrow stuff uh, and fairly rocky. We're going uh, two miles an hour. And you are in four-wheel low in what gear? Second? Uh, currently, I am in uh, first gear, but now, yes, we're going up second as we get out of that uh, downhill section. Let's talk about this uh, 392 because it's pretty wild. Just did the exhaust for you. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that. Oh, it's Hear so that good. bass note? I don't know if that comes through on the mics. Comes through on my cranium. You don't need hill descent control in this thing. You don't really need um, any of the modes that keep you at a certain speed because this V8 really just slows itself down in uh, four low. Yeah, a lot of second. people were complaining that the uh, 392 didn't uh, have four to one transfer case, but you don't want one. Uh, A, because the torque multiplication of the V8, you'd be dropping new joints and axle shafts and things like that, but the reality is is that the engine is a massive 6.4 liter air pump, and so when you're using engine braking to go down obstacles, these things crawl incredibly well in just first gear. So you don't need 101 to one crawl ratio. You know, crawl ratio is only there as a, uh, a you know, a fixture of the drivetrain, right? It's, it's just there to, to enhance uh, or make more efficient the drivetrain to get to the speed you want. But if you don't need to go as low on gearing and it's not as, uh, you know, hard on equipment, and your parts, then no reason to do it. I mean, we're easily one mile an hour driving, you know, which was the same as my old 20 JL with 101 to one crawl ratio with the stick and the V6. So <laughs> it's just, it's it's crazy getting used to how this is gonna be a lot different. All right, so this type of trail, uh, a lot of off-camber action, there's a big rock sticking out on the uh, driver's side coming up here that we're gonna have to navigate around. I'd say this is probably uh, five out of 10. Okay. Know, maybe six out of ten in a couple spots. I mean, look, this is no Johnson Valley or anything like that. But I know you always go back to Johnson Valley, but I think very few people have an idea of what that means. What that means. Okay, all right, that fair enough. I, I think this is your typical, you know, in Southern California, you could equate it to some of the lower level mountains in Colorado, 
a lot of decomposed granite, scrub brush, manzanita, pine trees, things like that. Uh, kind of that, that white, kind of really like coarse sandy kind of trail. And then this has a lot of granite boulders sticking out since we're going up a, a you know, a granite area. I think we'll stop on the rock and uh, maybe get a good picture. And so we're going to be taking a right here. Wow, look at that. Oh, that ranger is so close to that. I mean, four inches to his left, and his whole body panel would just be gone, demolished. So you're going to look out. Holman is looking out his uh, driver's side door, looking down. Don't want to get this uh, firecracker red. 392, too close to that rug, and we just scooted on by, no problem. Looking at not going to hit it. Jeep don't care. <laughs> Jeep don't care. Does anyone have a shirt that says Jeep don't care? Because if you don't, we're going to make one. Yeah, I think Lightning was pretty impressed with, uh, and this is just a stock 392 with the wheels and tires swapped for this trip. It's an XR, so it has, uh, you know, the 35s. But well, Lightning, why don't you tell them, like, your impressions of, of the ride? Yeah, ride and capability. And so it's a, a, first off, it's a couch, right? But when you disengage the sway bar, it's so compliant. The sway is not too much. It's got a lot of body roll, but it's exactly what you want. The articulation is perfect for this for this rocky condition. But when you put the sway bar back on, it's very sports car-like, which surprised me. It's funny with the V8 driving up the hills, especially on these tires, because they, they didn't squeal. Um, they really hugged the road. I was really kind of giving it the beans coming up. It, it honestly, you know, Ferrari, uh, Enzo Ferrari was, fi uh, one of his famous quotes was that the only true American sports car was a Willys Jeep. And it's funny kind of thinking that in my mind, here I am driving this, uh, you know, bright red 392 with 470 horse on these tires and all wheel drive and it's just charging the mountain. And I'm thinking it's, you know, the, the, the roof open, windows down. It is, it's like a four seat sports car. It's really weird, and, and I know that sounds weird to say for people who might like Corvettes and real Ferraris and things like that, but it's such an American-only type of an experience. Nobody really does it anywhere else, and certainly not like Jeep did with the 392. So we're behind a, uh, a Ranger right now. We got a diesel ZR2 long travel yep. and a uh, Ranger, uh, Cody from Trail Chaser podcast in front of us, and it's been fun to watch him work because that thing's only on about 33s. And uh, it's it's actually working really well out here. It's working, but he's off camber a lot. Well, he has a rack not. and a rooftop tent yeah. and all that stuff. So he's he's pretty tall. He's got a lot of weight above the... Above but we're the not. Bed. Like, there's so much more articulation in this. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the difference between solid axles and IFS. So for anybody who, you know, new Bronco's great, but you lose a lot on trails like this to articulation where you have the rear soaks up a lot. There's just, you just can't beat off-road solid axles and on highway of course the bronco or any ifs vehicle is going to handle better and track better and things like that but for me the trade-off is worth it in a jeep if you like to do this kind of stuff plus i mean come on how how has the ride been the whole time the highway and off-road it's been really soft much softer than i expected i've been in plenty of jeeps that rode just like ass i mean let's be honest a lot of them just do and i think people just think that when you get a jeep it's for off-roading and it's going to ride poorly on road this one has not been the case. No, th these things are dialed. All right, flash forward a few seconds. We're going down a, I don't know, what what is this, 10 degrees or so, something like this? And uh, what motor are you in? Because we're only doing uh, 0.6 miles per hour, and I look over to my left, and you don't have any feet on any pedals. Well, I was just in uh, manual mode, first gear, which is what we're at now. But I was showing you 
the uh, hill descent control and select speed control. And select speed control allows you to use the paddle shifters on a 392 uh, to go up in 0.6 mile per hour increments. So you can start at 0.06 and work your way up 1.2 miles per hour or whatever. And then it'll use the brakes and the traction control system to hold you to that exact mile per hour as you crawl over stuff. But right now, like I said before, with being in a manual with that big old honking 392 under the hood, we're still only going one to two miles an hour anyway. All by ourselves. We just hit something. A skid plate, that's what they're oh, looking for. Oh, we hit a skid plate, gotcha. Oh, there's just some big rocks right here. Just picking our way through the rock garden like yep. nobody's business. And you got some uh, manzanita on the right that wants to take your paint off. We'll go right around that. Oh, there you go. And we cleared it. Oh, that was, uh, that was dreamy. Super, uh, super easy. Now, did you drive through any of that going, oh man, that's going to suck? Or did you go, oh, that's nothing? Uh, me? Yeah, you. For this, it was nothing. No, no, no. You, looking at it going, are we actually driving over that? Or did you just go, oh, no big deal? This is stuff that would be hard to walk up, let alone drive up. And you need to go to Moab and see what Moab's all about. Yeah, I've never been to Moab. Always wanted to go. It's I've been crazy. to Utah. I've been around Moab. Never been in it. Wow. That is a big-ass rock. We just went up and over like a little waterfall. That was neat. Woo! Can you hear that? The best thing is the decel with this exhaust. <laughs> it's so good. So awesome how growly it is. So yeah, I was, I we're still in four low. What gear? The third gear. Third I would gear. rate this trail probably a six out okay. of ten. I, I'm excited to learn how to navigate some of these rock gardens because there are circumstances that, uh, just by watching guys race, Ultra 4 and such, when you'd intuitively think I should turn my wheels away from the turn or into the turn, and it, sometimes it's opposite, uh, depending on the camber, Right, if you're off axis, that, that's what I need to figure out. You gotta get your truck off road, get some experience under your belt. Well, I couldn't hold the microphones and drive at the same time, so you're driving. And you would have a lot of scratches. I would have a lot of scratches. This is a very narrow track, fairly narrow track. Not too bad with the Jeep, but the TRX would have not had a good day. Yeah, the TRX has uh, wide hips and wide shoulders. Whoa! What angle are we at right now? Can you stop and tell me? I don't uh, know. This is you're asking earlier. Why damn. would you? Need, why would you need pitch and roll? Uh, I was asking. I, uh, so off audio, you couldn't hear it. I was asking why he, we needed the pitch and roll uh, on the dashboard to tell us the degrees that were off axis, and uh, that would have been good right there. 20. That was that was twenty. Okay. Ooh, Ish. Ouch. Oh, that didn't sound good. Yeah, that'll buff out. <laughs> that may not buff out. All right. What do we have? Twenty-four degrees. 24 degrees towards Holman's side, driver's side. All right. This is cool. I'm being held in by the seatbelt. Now, here's an interesting one. You've got to navigate between two rocks. One of them is going to take out a rim. Which one? Is it the left or the right? Which one are you going to sacrifice? Neither. Neither. Damn. I know where my corners are. All right. Man is talented. Whew. Holman, how are you feeling after uh, day one is wrapped up here at the Toyo Media event in uh, Holcomb Valley, California? I am ready to fall asleep in my... Uh, Your uh, jacket? No, my <laughs> giant RV that sleeps uh, family of eight. Uh, I know. Why did they give you... Uh, they gave both of us uh, trailers that could fit a family, an entire family. Yeah, it was nice. They're like, hey, uh, 
your trailer is over there. And I'm like, oh, so you and I are sharing a trailer. And they're like, Jay, your trailer's over there. And My like, name, it said it right there. It was like yeah. lightning on a poster. I was like, yeah. wait, what? Why are we not? Okay. No, but I'm glad awesome. because we We don't have to probably, go back to the hotel yeah. and shuttle and all that and stuff. And we snore and, and it would be back to, you I mean, know. speak for yourself. Well, you snore. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. You're a freaking... Like a like a foghorn leghorn. I don't think so. <laughs> you don't think so. I've never I've never heard myself do this. I know. So uh, yeah, so we're out here at uh, Holcomb Valley Ranch here in uh, Big Bear, California, and tomorrow starts uh, the uh, Trail Pass event. And uh, today we wrapped up the. We did like a hundred miles, didn't we? No, I think we did like ten. Oh, was that it? it really? It took like five hours. Why did it take so long? Because it was a tough trail. Okay, yeah. It was, what what it was, was it in your mind? Like just the trail, not uh, the time. The trail. I think this was gnarlier than I would be comfortable taking the TRX on. What for, what if for you were driving reasons, the three ninety two? I would have done it, it more gnarlier. No, I totally would have done a three ninety two. They say more gnarlier. I said more gnarlier. More gnarlier. That's the thing. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Three ninety two is is not as wide. The TRX has got some wide hips and wide shoulders, as you said uh, earlier. I, I just feel like it's it's probably more than I would have taken the TRX on. It probably would have been fine. It's got the ground clearance. I just it was gnarlier than something but I. But I'm not taken talking about on. the TRX. I'm just asking in general. Would I have driven yes. the three ninety two? Yes. Yes. yes and you would have been fine. I think so. Yes. I'm saying that out my butt right now because I've never done this kind of course. <laughs> but I think watching you, I was so you guys, as Holman's going down certain lines or going up certain lines, I, I would say, are you going to take the left? Are you going to take a right? Are you straddling the berm in the middle? And we talked through a lot of these things, and I think I usually was predicting mostly the right things or the sometimes. things that you were, sometimes. And you were asking good questions about, well, what button did you push? Why are you doing that? Whether well, it's you were manual constantly mode in or... and out of lockers and in and out of yeah, uh, sway bar, control, lockers, sway bars and, yeah. and all that stuff. So I was learning I was a lot. using the vehicle mm-hmm. in the modes that, but when I wanted to use them, turning off the nannies and just driving. I think you were probably doing more than most do. You were really probably. taking advantage of all the systems, mm-hmm. which I think people probably just go and they just hope for the best. So that was a 392XR, so factory 35s. Pretty amazing ride. The thing was an absolute beast all day. Just we, the joke was the Jeep don't care. Yep. Uh, and all we changed were the tires. And I have to tell you the, you know, the tires were pretty amazing. Now so wait a minute, we're this is embargoed, right? Are we allowed to say? Are we allowed no, to this talk is not embargoed. This is not embargoed. No. We can give driving impressions now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So what did you think of the tires then? If we can say it on. Uh, to everyone, I, I'm telling you, the uh, the tires are fantastic. Like I, I think the uh, if you're looking for so the RT trail slots between the RT, which is basically a version of the MT that they call wearing, it a baby MT, right? In a, yeah, but it's it's an aggressive all terrain, but it has the guts, uh, if you will, of the MT, the Open Country MT. So if you're looking for something aggressive but not that aggressive, and you still want really good wet handling, braking, quietness, but you want an aggressive lug. These things are really cool. Rim protectors and stone ejectors. It has an extra layer of rubber on the sidewall, super thick sidewall to stop those punctures, mm-hmm. depending on which sizes. Like our size today was a was a, a three-ply. Some of the you know lighter-duty sizes, so Euro, P-metric, and flotation. Some of those sizes oh, you are, two-ply, right? will be you know offered in a two-ply. We had no problems or no flats today, nothing like that. Um, honestly, the, the, most of these tires are obviously going to spend time on the highway and where i was really impressed was when i was pushing it with a 392 driving up the mountain roads and they weren't squealing and they were just sticking and they were very predictable not a lot of tread squirm and just uh overall like you know really precise from steering input to what the vehicle was doing and it was just made made the 392 a, a joy to drive up the mountains and most people four by fours 
not really your favorite part. A lot of understeer, a lot of like, oh man, this is gonna, this is a chore getting up the hill. Not 392. It was awesome. I think that the tire is really for the guy that dare I say weekend warrior. It's made for me. Right? It is a weekend warrior it, it, tire. It's made for a guy that really wants the aggressive look, but really is going to spend 75% of his time on road. Well, but so the caveat to that is, and I, I, I will stop you because the AT3 is a fantastic tire. Okay. And it's more than capable and durable. Right. And I don't, I don't want to put it like, oh, well, this is one's just for looks because this takes the AT3. It's just as durable well, or better. I'm not saying it's just for looks, I, but I'm saying if. Okay, well, the practicality. You, ju- you just said. Okay, well, the, the practicality is it's a guy who's he's going to beat on it on the weekends, right? And he needs a, a step up. He's already had AT3s or an but, equivalent. But my point is if you're an AT3 owner and you love that tire, yeah. but you need something more aggressive that has a little bit thicker sidewall, mm-hmm. this is a great option. What I don't want people to think is like, oh, well, I can do an AT3 if I want a real tire, and this one for I like the aggressive looks. Gotcha. No, this is the, the next step up where you're getting aggressiveness in looks, in durability, in performance. It's not as quiet as an AT3, for example, but it's, let's say... It's pretty damn quiet. It's pretty damn quiet. But it's probably, like, if the AT3 is, I don't know the number, 30% as effective in mud as the Open Country MT, the RT Trail might be 50%, and the RT might be 85%. Right, again, to to recap, it's AT3, then RT Trail, then RT, RT, then MT. MT, yep. Right. And that and it could be overwhelming. You go to toyotires.com and you go, oh my gosh, they offer so many tires. But for the enthusiasts, those are the, basically the four you want to you know know about. And it's just it's really impressive. I, I, it was great to have it on a vehicle I was already familiar with because I could really feel the tire out and and perform flawlessly on the trail today. So I, I was really impressed and highly comes highly recommended in my opinion. Obviously, I've run a lot of Toyos. They've always been super, super round. And we even had people telling us today. Which sounds, by the way, if you're not a tire snob and someone yeah. says, my tires are round, you're like, what do you, what? What do you, of course they're round. Well, but the, the funny thing is. When you say round, you mean you don't have to balance them. Yes. So what I was going to say is there are people talking to us today who said that they had their tires mounted and balanced with zero weights. That's what I mean by round. Nothing came out perfect on the machine just throwing the tire on the rim. That's incredible. And these are made in the USA in White, Georgia. Great great tire from Toyo. Really appreciate them uh, having us out to, to review it. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Trail Pass tomorrow because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And we get to interview a bunch of people who uh, probably have no idea who we are. <laughs> All right, so you're going to uh, settle in for the night, and I'm going to go out to the non-existent campfire because uh, it's a uh, fire season and they can't have a fire. So uh, just, I'm uh, just going to turn my heater on in yeah. here <laughs> Do and then sweat and dream about. Uh, yeah, it's going to be my sweat lodge. I mean, actually, I didn't see things that no smoking. I'm just going to light a cigar in here and, and go to town. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then I'll dream about the Open Country RT Trail because it's backed with a class leading 45,000 mile treadwear warranty and a no regrets 45 day or 500 mile uh, free. A ride and drive on them so uh you know those are the things I, I i lose sleep over at night thinking about stuff like that so <laughs> no you don't that's true i don't i'm going to sleep now all right we'll uh see you guys in the morning and cut to day two <laughs> well the rooster has uh roosted crowed, crowed. yes the roosters crow no what do no. roosters do well, they, I just played it right there, so it's... Uh, but I think they crow. No, a crow crows. Yeah, roosters do crow. But roosters crow, yeah. too. Huh. Look at you all, middle American <laughs> farming this morning. Out yeah. 
wilderness. Yeah, I just ran into one of our friends at uh, Toyo. Yeah. And he said, ah, oh, this is nice. I said, you come camping a lot? He goes, nah, been camping twice in my whole life. I said, wait, what? And he's our age. I've only been to Big Bear once. Hmm. And I said, you have children. You're chipping them. Like, what are you doing? Like, goes, it's like an hour away. He's like, I'm here now. I go, I, that's a little late, but okay. Yeah, your kids are 30 now. Yeah, but they're, they're young. <laughs> oh, but okay. uh, he's like, I'm just not into it. He's a, he's a city boy for sure. Yeah, well. He's into BMWs. He's driving that Range Rover over there. Huh. You see that? He's into BMWs? Uh-huh. uh-huh. And Range Rovers. And doesn't really go off-roading? <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> hey, it sounds hey. like me. Hey, so uh, I thought we'd uh, hit up some news before we uh, finished uh, our day walking around Toyo Trail Pass, finding mm-hmm. who we can find, because <gasps> Scott Birdsall is here, by the way. Did you see his nuke van outside? I haven't, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But let's let's get through the news, because this okay. week was, I don't want to skip it, because this week had like a gazillion stories and people are going to be like, you guys didn't talk about any of that stuff. You just went and played with tires all weekend. Mm, insert so, the news jingle here. What's, what's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Hey, uh, Lightning, did you hear? Uh, in Afrikaans, it's... Wait, you have ja. to say, you just have to say no. Yacht. Okay. Uh, Elon Musk says uh, that the Cybertruck can float like a boat. <laughs> I heard that. And, and see that latest <laughs> tweet was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, uh, he tweets out from at Elon Musk, Cybertruck will be waterproof enough to serve briefly as a boat, so it can cross rivers, lakes, and even seas that aren't too choppy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, Why but, does it need to uh, uh, Good question. Float. He has a follow-up quote. Okay. Needs to be able to get from Starbase to South Padre Island, which requires crossing the channel. Interesting. Starbase. Which is his Texas launching area. Right, for for, uh, SpaceX. Interesting. Uh, So... there you have it. Your huh. uh, your Cybertruck that you plan on getting in the future will I, float. I still may. And uh, so I could take it, uh, float across a lake. Uh, Ooh, Big Bear, Bear Lake. Yeah, yeah you can yeah, do that up good. here. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, interesting. I don't know if there are any other uh, floating vehicles these days. I was in a floating car at one point. I went down in uh, Newport Beach and float across uh, uh, over to Balboa Island. In, in a, a amphibicar? It, yeah, in an amphicar uh-huh. yeah, when I was a child. Amphibicar. That was fun. Mm-hmm. All right, hey, Lightning, did you hear? Uh, in Bengali, it's ha. Why are we doing this? <laughs> All right. Uh, we recently announced that the three-liter EcoDiesel would be leaving the Ram lineup. That's a sad one because we love that Viamatori engine. That is a, a stout little engine that uh, unfortunately succumbed to many fuel pump problems. Uh, the uh, low-pressure fuel pump would uh, send air up the line and go to the CP4, and the CP4 would grenade, and then people would think it was an engine issue when, in fact, it was just a yeah, yeah. fuel pump issue. So. Well, anyway. Got a bad rap. It got a bad rap. Good engine. People who have one love them. The Jeep owners were like, well, wait a minute. They're canceling it in the Ram? How, how about us? And uh, no official announcement has been made. However, uh, Jeep has announced the 2023 Jeep Wrangler Rubicon Far out edition as a farewell to Eco Diesel. So I, I think that's pretty clear that it's going to be leaving the uh, the Jeep lineup. Basically, the far out edition. If you remember, the far out was the diesel concept Overlander, um, and uh, it was built for Moab. And so now they're kind of doing a production version, taking the name. Uh, the way out was gas powered. The far out was the second follow up that was diesel powered. Uh, you actually get a bunch of stuff. The far out edition will come with the diesel three liter hood graphic. 
3.0D badging, exclusive 17-inch aluminum wheels, black leather seats with red accents, the cold weather group, the trailer tow and heavy-duty electrical group package, safety group package, LED lighting package, body-colored fender flares, uh, satin black grill, and all-weather floor mats. Uh, and Sounds then, pretty attractive, actually. Yeah, for the off-road uh, side of things, it's equipped with the uh, same Dana 44 upgraded axles, 373 uh, axle ratios, a 4 to 1 uh, low range uh, transfer case, and uh, it looks like you could order one now. Apparently, the book is being closed November 22nd, and deliveries should start in October and run through early next year. Okay. Uh, I believe Ram said they're stopping production in January. I would imagine Jeep would be similar. So if you do want that uh, diesel Wrangler or diesel Gladiator, now is the time to do it. The torque is nice. If you're into it, snap it up. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? Oui. That's French. Uh, the 2023 Ram 1500 <laughs> Built to Serve uh, continues on with the uh, EMS edition. So this is the second truck of uh, Phase 2. This one's dedicated to EMS. Of course, they've had fire and military and Coast Guard and all those things. EMS, the... Uh, what does it stand Emergency for? Emergency Medical Service. Okay. So these are all your ambulance drivers and, and things like this. So this is uh, in paramedics and uh, EMTs. This is a, a nod to them. So the built-to-serve trucks are Rams that are uh, like a limited production that are are meant as a nod to thank our heroes. And so the first phase was Army, Marine, Navy, Air Force, and Coast Guard. And the second and again, one... these are uh, for us to buy as consumers, right? Correct. Okay. The second built-to-serve phase is uh, paying tribute to the three main first responders, so firefighters, EMS, and then police. So this was uh, the second one of the second phase. And it's hard to believe, but uh, Ram has been built doing built-to-serve trucks since uh, 2022, and now we're in 2023, which is kind of cool. So all the built-to-serve trucks are draped in unique exterior colors, complemented by uh, black exterior uh, pieces, including bumpers, grill, light bezels, badges, side steps, dual four-inch exhaust tips. The 2023 Ram 1500 built-to-serve EMS edition comes in hydro blue and bright white. So that's weird because wouldn't you think it would be red? Unless yeah. firefighters was red, but then yeah, why? Right. What is or that foresty green? But what yeah. does police get? <clears throat> I don't know. What does police get? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out when they uh, announce it later this year. I want one in that in that forest service green. That would be cool, but uh, no deal. As with the other built to serve trucks, the EMS edition uh, will have American flag decals on the bed, and uh, it'll say built to serve underneath. Also gets the technical grade twenty inch aluminum wheels. Uh, with a special finish for the built-to-serve trucks. The interior is going to feature a performance cloth and premium vinyl sport seats with blue accent stitching and black onyx chrome interior trim. Uh, the firefighter version got uh, orange accents. Oh, that's cool. The built-to-serve dashboard badge and built-to-serve embroidered Velcro seat panels also carry over, and the front seat back panels are reinforced via pouch attachment um, with uh, molly webbing. And, of course, all-weather floor mats. Off-road prowess carries over in the form of all-terrain tires, uh, electronic locking rear diff, hill descent control, skid plates, tow hooks, and calibrated shocks. So you'll be able to uh, pick yours up with either the 3.6-liter Penstar V6 or the 5.7-liter uh, V8 Hemi uh, e-torque and non-e-torque. And it starts at 56810. It's on sale now. It's a good-looking truck. Can I ask uh, a question that you may not have the answer to? Sure. Uh, is this a special order item, or will dealerships stock a few? Uh, you should call our friend Jackson Ellis at Glendale and find out. All right. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? Nay. No, sorry, it's nay. It's Greek. Nay. Nay. The 2023 Nissan Frontier is uh, 
moving some features around on it. So you may uh, recall that as uh, one of our favorite little mid-sized pickups and also the uh, presenting sponsor of the Truck Show podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, Nissan announced pricing for the 2023 Frontier uh, midsize, and it's going up about $500 on most trims with the exception of the Pro X and Pro 4X, which will increase by $600. So the new starting MSRP for the Frontier is $30,845, including destination, topping out at $4015 for the Pro 4X. For those of you who are interested in the SV Crew Cab, there's a new uh, Midnight Edition package. And then the SV Crew Cab Pro 4X and Pro X trims will get some minor changes, but the base S model will remain the same. Uh, the Midnight Edition will add gloss black trim, uh, including the grill, lower bumpers, uh, mirrors, badges, Ooh. which you like. I love that. You kidding me? Murder it out. Yes, please. And then the I'll long take two. The uh, long wheelbase version of the uh, SV Crew Cab includes the uh, SV Convenience Package standards so that it adds in uh, heated leather wrapped wheel, heated seats, spray and bed liner, utility track, uh, cargo tie downs, and under rail bed lighting, which uh, which is pretty cool. So if you're uh, if you're looking for uh, a new Pro 4X or a Pro X or an SV Crew Cab or an S in the Nissan Frontier, oh, and then one uh, one last little change: uh, if you do opt for the Pro Premium Package. Uh, before, if you got the uh, leather, you would get black interior stitching, mm -hmm. and now you get uh, red contrast stitching, which I think is cool. So. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? So it turns out that I've been saying yes in different languages. Why just, have you been up. saying, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I was looking at the wrong reference table, so I, I'm going to follow it with um, uh, Ie. Ie. That's, That's uh, Japanese, the, I think, for no? I don't think so, and yeah. you sound like a goat. <laughs> The uh, 2023 Ram 2500 Heavy Duty Rebel has mm. been announced. Ooh. So uh, this is a Power Wagon light. Heavy Duty Rebel. Yeah. So basically, wow. uh, Power Wagon is still the top dog in the off-road circles with the Ram 2500 uh, Heavy Duty. However, you are never able to get the Cummins engine in a Power Wagon because of the uh, low-hanging cack or the uh, charge air cooler <laughs> right. uh, invading some of the uh, under the, the front bumper in the front bumper yes. so uh, the difference is uh, rebel is going to be on a, a similar setup chassis wise but you'll be able to get the cummins with it oh wow that's going to be a hot seller which is super cool so uh, the ram rebel obviously isn't new it's been on the 1500 which is one of our favorite packages uh, on the ram uh, but there's never been a three-quarter ton heavy-duty version. So for 2023, the 2500 Rebel, which now sits between Laramie and Power Wagon, will be available as a crew cab with a six-foot, four-inch bed for 68940 It'll go on sale in the fourth quarter of 2022. This super-sized Rebel comes with the 6.4-liter V8 Hemi underhood, but it can be optioned with the 6.7-liter Cummins Straight 6. Those are um, both good options. The standard one with the 370 horsepower and 850 pound-feet of torque backed by the 68 RFE 6-speed, not, uh, not the high output version. And you still will not be able to get the 12,000-pound warranty on 12-winch with the Cummins. So I'm sorry. You will not. You yeah. will not. Just like in the Power Wagon, it it uh, invades that space. And then the Power Wagon has the additional front sway bar disconnect that also takes up that space, So, which the Rebel HD won't have. So that's why you can get a Cummins because gotcha. there's room up there for the Do you uh, think that they're charger. ever going to offer an Allison there are still no. the, you know, the, the Cummins groups always talk about it. when is an Allison. Uh, this isn't up to they, the Cummins group, though. This is all a uh, Ram and Stellantis decision. I, I, I get that. 
I know. I'm saying the but the Cummins no. fans really, really want yeah. that engine backed by an Allison. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm, okay. Don't think the corporate politics is going to uh, go in that direction. Mm. Uh, the 6.4 liter Hemi is 410 horsepower and 429 pound-feet of torque, and that'll be backed by the 8 HP 75 8-speed. The Rebel Heavy Duty can tow 16,870 pounds and haul 3,140 pounds in uh, the diesel... Uh, configuration which is a hell of a lot more than the power wagon can one of the knocks on the power wagon is as great as it is off-road it has a pretty low payload and and towing for mm. its uh, segment uh, as mentioned earlier the rebel will share uh, some of the power wagons underpinnings so shocks bill steins springs factory lift and the articulink in the front all is all power wagon fare and that'll be on the uh, the rebel it's exclusively four-wheel drive like the power wagon and there are some caveats, though. The Rebel will not get the front locker, rear only. Obviously, I said it doesn't get the electronic sway bar disconnect. Right. And you can option it with optional air suspension, which you I was going to ask do. about the air suspension oh, because. So, so for somebody who yeah. is into off-roading but not maybe as deep and hardcore or, or one-trick pony as maybe a power wagon for overlanding mm-hmm. and stuff, needs a little bit more everyday, more towing with the occasional head off road this might be a really great option for them uh also That's the one that i would buy because that is the perfect option yep and whereas the power wagon has uh several 17 inch wheel offerings the rebel will go with 20 inch wheels with uh, optional 18s uh and both will have 33 inch tires meaning that the big rebel loses some sidewall with those 20s um but it does have skid plates that protect the fuel tank and the transfer case so sounds very similar to the uh the 3500 ram that i built for banks you know with the uh, air suspension mm-hmm. Um, 20-inch wheels on 37s. Uh, the heavy-duty Ram Rebels have unique badging and includes the Mopar Sport Performance Hood. It also gets the distinctive grill that looks like a jumbo uh, Rebel grill. Spray and bed liner, LED bed lighting, bed stepper available, uh, cargo tie-downs, of course, standard. Of course, the Cummins variants will have the Cummins badges on it. It's a surprisingly great package. Oh, also, it's going to have that new digital instrument cluster that the Rams are getting. Ooh. So that'll be pretty cool. Do you have too. a photo or is this just I news? Oh, I want to see a photo. Yes, 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 yes. How about, let me see. I'm going to scroll up and see. Oh, that's going to be a good-looking truck. Okay, all right. I think uh, this is going to be awesome for those uh, for those folks who uh, don't quite need all that power wagon capability but want to build something that can get them off the truck. Could you imagine with 3,000 pounds of, of payload, put a nice four-wheel pop-up camper or something back there and go it's like super wouldn't even, deep? Wouldn't even phase it. No, it would, it would totally be fine. Uh, you'll be able to get uh, cloth, Bristol leather, or even the uh, really fancy uh, Natura Plus leather, like what's in the TRX on it, and 360-degree surround view camera, digital mirror, uh, adaptive cruise control, forward collision warning, lane keep assist, blind spot monitoring, cross path detect- I mean, detection, wow. all the good stuff. Uh, it also has the uh, 12-inch digital cluster with 12-inch Uconnect vertical touchscreen. So this is pretty awesome. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a fan. Sounds good. Will it come preloaded with bugs like my Uconnect? Uh, that is a user error. Oh, is it now? Yeah. Is it now? Okay. Especially when you say it doesn't do this, and then I push <laughs> the buttons, and you go, okay. Mm. Hey, mm. Lightning, did you hear? Dida. Dida. That's uh, Malay for no. Dida. What's Malay? I don't know. It's just You're just reading it's, off just reading, of it. I guess. Malay. Okay. Wherever Malay is. There. Mm-hmm. I understand. Hey, uh, Ford <laughs> announced the 2023 Ford Super Duty redesign. Dida. No. You, now you go to the other one that says yes. Oh. I don't have yes in Malay. Oh, yeah, I do. It's yeah. It gets a, uh, a, a new look up front, uh, two new engines, 5G, and cloud-based technologies, which uh, is good or bad, depending on mm-hmm. who you are. So uh, the next generation Ford Super Duty uh, will come in the uh, flavors of F250, F350, F450, and F600 pickups and or chassis cabs. 
the interior is uh, is new and fancy and has a big old screen in it. Uh, the Super Duty's uh, exterior styling is um, centered on function and aesthetics. So the new grill is uh, a, a, I like it better than the current one. I think it's uh, I think it's great looking. It uh, kind of looks like a, a sideways King Ranch stamp sort mm -hmm. of. I mean, it looks like a Super Duty. It's funny how uh, some people, the Chevy Heavy, du Heavy Duty was also announced, which we'll get into next. And uh, people were like, I don't know, you know, the Chevy's ugly, the Super Duty. I'm like, the Chevy actually looks way better, and the Super Duty looks like a Super Duty. Yeah. Like, the Super no, Duty has looked consistent. It's evolutionary. Yeah. There's nothing special about the design. It's attractive looking. Yes. But it's not, it doesn't, like, set anything on fire. Like, it's it's like, cool, Super Duty. Fresh. But I love the DRLs and Super Duty. Of all the DRLs, Super Duty has my favorite. Now, only in the, the up-trim packages, I think, right? Where you've got the uh, HIDs or LEDs. Are they LED or HID? I don't, we don't know. LEDs. But LEDs. I, the DRL, they just, they're so distinctive coming down the road. The big challenge for Ford engineers was to uh, take away the pain points, especially when it comes to towing. So they worked on a, a bunch of things, starting with the engine. So now the 6.2-liter gasser is gone. Uh, the original 6.7 liter power stroke remains, but it also gets a high output version. I it, know. It has not been announced yet what that will be. But that's going to push it. It's got to push it over 1,000 pound feet of torque. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, the 7.3 liter Godzilla remains, and then also a de stroked Godzilla, a 6.8 liter, is going to replace the 6.2. I know. I wonder why. Uh, we can't sounds figure awesome out to me. Why. But why would you not get the Godzilla? Uh, because you don't need that much power, or it's more Of course expensive. you do. You I always don't do. Know. I know you don't know, but maybe like, it's more fuel efficient. That's the one. It's like everyone's like, oh, they had Godzilla, and now they've got a an, an HO version. But wait a minute, why do we need a, uh, a listen a less capable version? There's more. No, maybe it's not less capable. You don't know. No, I don't. You're just I'm staying being tuned again. Staying tuned. Everything uh, comes with uh, the 10 speed automatic too, which is which is super awesome. So. Moving along with uh, the things that make uh, it easier to tow, trailer navigation that plots routes that can be safely navigated with the uh, given trailer dimensions when you hook up your trailer. Onboard scales with smart hitch that uh, estimate cargo weight in real time and provides guidance on trailer tongue weight distribution directly on the touchscreen. That's cool. Uh, the Ford Pass app or within the tail lamps, if you can believe that. Ford Copilot 360 degree trailer camera system uh, and blind spot information system for fifth wheel and gooseneck towing. And then also the security and safety features, things like a tailgate down camera. I love that, by the super, way. So if your tailgate's down, the camera's mounted on the top of it, so it now becomes your rear view camera. That is trick for uh, backing up to your fifth wheel. Also, tailgate down reverse sensing system, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, you know what else comes in handy if you've got a um, like a, a bed extender from Amp Research? And so your, your yep. tailgate's down, yep. your bed extender's out, you yep. got a dirt bike in there, and you can still see backwards. Correct. How about a Pro Trailer Hitch Assist? Yep. Uh, intelligent adaptive cruise control stop and go and lane centering while towing. Nope. Uh, what? No. Yeah, for sure. Really? If, yeah. That's that's incredible. Uh, trailer theft alert sends a alert to your app should anyone attempt to disconnect the trailer while the truck is locked. Oh, that's super handy. I uh, could have used that. Vehicle security available with Ford Pro Telematics subscription uses sensors to monitor impact and towing events. Send you alerts. Uh, fleet start inhibit allows Ford Pro customers to schedule time frames for when the vehicles can be started. Uh, forward reverse sensing system to show objects immediately in front and behind the vehicle. Front and rear brake assist helps prevent slow speed uh, collisions with objects that might be hard to see, like a pole in a parking lot. Uh, and full color heads up display that helps keep drivers' eyes on the road by showing information right on the driver's line of sight. 
There's also a, uh, a really cool new off-road trim. This might give the uh, new Power Wagon Rebel uh, run for its money. Uh, Four-wheel drive is standard equipment on uh, 2023 Ford F-Series Super Duty trucks, starting with the XLT and all trim levels above. The new F-250 F-350 XL off-road package is also available on four-wheel drive, single rear-wheel rigs. The setup adds 33-inch all-terrain tires, a raised air dam, water fording axle vent tube extensions, skid plates, electronic locking rear differential. Tremor models like the one shown in our photo here, which I'm going to share with my man Lightning. How good does that truck look? What? Oh. Oh. Wait a minute. They have, so the DRLs I was just talking about, they're rounded now. They're not as square as they once were. Interesting. The truck just got redesigned, dude. I know, but where I didn't. Where have you been? No, I, I, where, are you been listening to I'm the listening show? to you. Yeah, I get it, but Why I Why would you assume the DRLs would be the same between because last year and now? Because they're signature. They're, it's a, they're things. What's wrong with you? But that's cool. That's really, wait, turn it around no, again. No, I'm yeah, one more time. On. No, people no, don't want to hear Just for a second. You, no. People don't want to hear stream of consciousness. They want to know what the Tremor model is going to offer. All right. Tell me the Tremor model. Tremor models get a uh, front end lift and a uniquely tuned suspension. Dana front axle with limited slip differential and axle vent tubes. 35-inch Goodyear all-terrain tires on 18-inch wheels. Trail control, selectable drive modes, including rock, crawl, and new for 2023 trail turn assist, like on the Bronco. The off-road package for every uh, day people remains unchanged. And, of course, uh, with its new interior, it also gets fancy new digital gauges on it. So... Um, I think uh, I think that thing's going to be pretty awesome. I the think. Tremor has been a big success with F two fifty owners. I know that for sure. Um, can you go back to the axle vent tubes? I've never heard of a company touting extended axle vent tubes for water forwarding. Ford, Jeep, Ram. I okay. Sorry, did not. Oh, not didn't know it was yeah, a thing. It is a thing. I thought they were sealed. No. Your diffs have to breathe. Yeah, your diffs. So what happens is when you're warm, right? Yeah. Let, let's say you've been driving, your diffs are hot. Yeah. And you have to cross water. All of a sudden, you shock your diff by cooling it off rapidly. So what happens? It sucks in the air. Ah. But when it sucks in air, it also sucks in water of and course. then destroys your differentials. Sure. So what you have to do is have an extended. My my 2002 Ford Ranger FX4 had extended diff. Was it tube. was it a hard line that just went up to? It's a rubber bed? line that has a one way valve at the top. They're okay. extended to, so that you can get your water fording capability. The Jeeps are the same way. Okay. Uh, so that allows you when that temperature shock happens, it's not sucking in water as you're doing a water crossing. Interesting. I'm glad I asked. Going through what we know about the uh, new 6.8 liter uh, Super Duty V8, we might as well call it the Mini Zilla because it's a derivative of the 7.3, as we stated. Uh, it's also a push rod, just like the 7.3, which I uh, wrongly stated at one point early on when it came out <laughs> that it was an overhead cab. Sorry for that. Uh, Godzilla was a clean sheet build, and so it's a relatively new engine. Uh, the Super Duty vehicle engineer Aaron Bresky worked on the... I'm going to try and get him on the podcast because I'd really like to have him talk about this. But uh, worked on the original launch of the Super Duty and was on the floor as his first Super Duty rolled off the line February 10th, 1998. Oh, wow. And he described the new 6.8 liter engine as very similar to its bigger sibling except with a smaller stroke. He said much of the tech that went into Godzilla also carries into the 6.8. And horsepower and torque figures have not been announced, but for reference, Godzilla is 434.75, while the old 6.2 Boss was 385.405. So I would imagine it'll probably be around the 400, 450 mark if uh, if I were a betting man. Mm -hmm. um, Still so similar. Hmm. It says although trucks with gross vehicle weight rating over 8,500 pounds aren't required to report fuel economy, uh, Ford wanted to deliver an efficient platform, so the Boss V8 managed about 15 miles per gallon in the Super Duty, and Godzilla powered Super Duties roughly achieve you know under that 10 to 15 so we would say maybe 
60s, 16-ish, something like that. It'll be interesting to see. Also, replacing the six-speed will be, uh, that, again, that 10-speed automatic. So okay. there's a little more uh, in-depth information on the 6.3. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? Uh, nah. It's Polish. Oh, nah. I'm sure that's exactly how you say it. <laughs> the 2024 Chevy Silverado 2500 and HD have made their appearance, and it'll now offer a ZR2 off-road model. Oh, which they didn't get too far into it, but I'm guessing Multimatic shocks, which should probably work pretty awesome on that uh, big old boy. The thing I like the, the the most about it, the new front end, is is stunning. Uh, looks a lot more like 1500 and less like that underbitten, over bug eyed looking. The overbite one, yes, have. yeah. It's uh, it's it's attractive. Yeah, so so take a look at it this year. Yes. Oh yes. Weight uh, cleaner, more upscale. And less fussy. Less fussy. I like that description. It doesn't yes. have that, the some of the weird angles and stuff from before. I think it. Uh, I think it looks pretty nice. Isn't it weird how this is like I've mentioned DRLs now eight times uh-huh. in the last segment, uh, but those DRLs are really attractive and they become the signature on so many trucks. Well, they are called the signature LEDs. Okay. <laughs> are they really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Other than getting a, a fresh new look up front, the uh, Chevy 2024 Silverado uh, has had the focus on things like the interior, which now sports the Finally. really gorgeous light-duty interior, which is going to be really cool. So that's a 13.4-inch landscape-style uh, touchscreen and a 12.3-inch digital gauge cluster. So it okay, uh, looks like everybody's starting to get into the uh, the digital world there on, on the gauges. Chevy also uh, fits the rear seat area with air vents now. It's got additional storage, a new center console, available wireless phone charger, and up to 10 cup holders. We should note that the majority of these upgrades only apply to the LT, LTZ, and high country trim levels. Uh, Chevy hasn't outlined specifics for the work truck focus WT yet or the ZR2. Look at Chevy stepping it up. That's going to be a popular model. Here's the uh, HD version of the light duty interior. Oh, that's really good. I love the uh, the landscape center stack. That's nice. And they kept enough uh, tactile buttons and uh, and knobs. Yeah, there's so still a lot of, lot of buttons, which is, I think is uh, a, a pretty big deal because so many of the vehicles... You don't want it all touched. soft menu. No. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things I hate about a lot of the electric cars is it's all configurable buttons on screens. And for a truck guy bouncing down the road, that just, that just doesn't work. So it's good to see that companies like uh, Chevy get that. All right, so with every uh, redesign comes more power, more capability. You know the drill. All the same stuff. So... Um, Chevrolet is going to... <laughs> hey, well, I'm not going to pause you there for a second. Yeah. We're in the middle of the wilderness, and we're sitting in your uh, your trailer here. Yeah. And there's a beeping. like There's someone backing up. Yeah. Like a dump truck. I can hear it. What the hell? We're in the wilderness. And they're done. Okay, we can continue <laughs> the news now. So the Allison 10 speed that you've come to love with the Duramax is now mm-hmm. behind the uh, less than impressive uh, 6.6 liter <laughs> uh, gas V8. Uh-huh. Uh, that move helps the gas V8 to uh, jump up to a gross combined rating from 24,000 pounds to 26,000 pounds. And uh, I would not tow that much with it. Wait, so they're putting the same Allison behind the mm-hmm. 6.6 liter gasser. Which is pretty cool. That is cool. Huh. All right. And so I know a lot of you have been waiting to get the new Duramax numbers and we have them here right now. And you were thinking five oh five one thousand. Yes. So I we were the the rumor was five oh five uh, over a thousand, like a thousand five. Yeah. 
turns out to not be the case. Well, they did a ton of stuff, including like uh, piston bowl changes and all sorts of things yep, like that. There's so, new fuel rails, so yep, new turbo, yep. new turbo vane actuator. New internals. There's all kinds of new stuff. And yet... And they don't say what the name of the, the code name for this engine is, so I don't know what it's going to be called, but it gets 25 horsepower. I'm and told it's still an L5P. Feet of torque. So... 470 horsepower, 975 pound-feet, which it's silly that we're saying that, it, oh, it sucks, it didn't hit 1,000. Yeah. Here's my guess. They've already revised those numbers once. I think what's happening is Ford hasn't given their Super Duty numbers yet, and there's gas in the tank, <laughs> diesel ah, in the tank, if gotcha, you will. Gotcha. And I wouldn't be surprised if GM went, oh, we see you, Ford, and then bumps up to have Ford beating numbers on the So direct. I'm told that it's a calibration thing. Uh, that's what I'm they saying. They just do some tweaks and get over 1,000 uh, pounds. They announced it. It mm-hmm. gets all the buzz, and then it gets buzz again when they go to be Ford. It shares so many things with the uh, same engine that Gail Banks pushed over 1,000 horsepower with stock internals. So we know that engine's capable. It's capable of it. Uh, the diesel engine can now be paired with the max tow package on all Silverado 2500 HDs, so towing capacity jumps to 22.5, and maximum towing capacity for the lineup remains at 36,000 pounds on properly equipped uh, dualies. Uh, people ask, well, why, you know, during the press conference, why uh, didn't they not lift that? And they said, well, our customers, it's such a small percentage that tow at that number. We focused in the middle ground, which is why we, you know, uh, up towing numbers in the middle of the lineup where people actually tow. Gotcha. Plus, I think the CDL issue is part of it as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they said there's up to 25% more power delivery in the low RPMs than the current engine because they wanted to really focus that, that power down low. That's so, where you're using it. As before, uh, HD comes in WT, LT, LTZ, high country trim levels. Um, and uh, expect it to uh, arrive somewhere in the middle of 2023, spring, I would say. So uh, keep your eyes on uh, your local Chevy dealer if you're interested in picking up the new Chevy Silverado HD. Okay. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? Now. So, uh, That's Portuguese, by the way. Ford uh, is uh, trademarking a new name. Tra- I need to know. Megazilla. Really? So, Megazilla. What is that going to be? Is it a Godzilla crate motor with a blower? Is it something bigger? Is it something better? Is it an F-350 made to look like a Raptor? No, that's something else. That's Mega Raptor. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Megazilla. Megazilla. Megazilla, I Chew feel like, could be... Put that in your cup and drink. Diesel. It. But why would you do that if you already have an engine called Godzilla? To confuse people? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's going to be Godzilla Plus. Okay. Maybe a crate motor offered by Ford Performance. Maybe something else. Hmm. Megazilla. I like the way... Now, here's the thing, though. Ford uses Super for everything, so why not call it Superzilla? Megazilla sounds more anime. It sounds more... Which is exactly what Ford stands for. What? Yeah, no, I'm saying it's. it sounds more... Megazilla is... More of that genre. It's, you know, Super is is like Marvel, DC. Okay, I'm not and, getting and into mega, this stupid comic book conversation is, with you. Let's just can we finish the news without you going down some rabbit hole about comic book universes? Ready for the next story? Uh, lightning? Did you hear? Negative. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Is that military? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yep, <laughs> military. Uh, the uh, seemingly uh, 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 losing steam Lordstown Motors has confirmed Q4 started. Are they still in business? Electric endurance model, apparently. Huh. Don't hear much from them. No, well, you, just, you did right now. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if, if what comes out of that. If you remember, um, they had a, uh, a Baja run and they've had some financial issues and all that kind of stuff, but apparently it's uh, something's happening. 
What? We don't know. Trucks are being made. Okay. All right, enough about all this truck news and uh, your Marvel versus... What are you talking about? This has been a, a wonderful segment. Informative, enlightening, uh-huh. and I'm excited to get outside yeah, there's and go definitely interview too folks much lightning in at there. Trail Pass. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. All right, guys, come with us. Let's go interview folks. <laughs> hey, Lightning, did you hear? I uh, know. I'm going to go grab breakfast first. Oh, that's a good idea. Like, like ninjas. Yeah. Quietly. You go on one side, I'll go on the other. I'm going to go on the right and you go I'm on the left. go on his left. I'm going to wrap him in <laughs> microphone cords. You guys just don't poop in my nuke van. That's all I ask. <laughs> that's going to be our new segment. Hold on. We Podcast actually have tangled. pooping wait, wait. in vans. Holman, we've tangled him in our mic cords. Dude, Hang tight. And, and with this dog. <laughs> Look at that. Look at this. This is we, uh, super not cool. We ran into uh, Pikes Peak legend Scott Birdsall here. What's going doing? on, guys? How you doing? I'm, I'm out here enjoying the wilderness, you know. Got my dog. Mm-hmm. You got your nuke van? Rambo, I got the nuke van out here. I see we, I see. We, I got we can't assume we can't assume that everyone knows what the nuke van is. Well we've talked about it on the show, so if they're listeners, we can't assume. No, we can't. But we should walk through the nuke van. Can you yeah, give us a tour? It's one of those things that's hard to explain, but the nuke van is a nineteen fifty three Ford uh, ton and a half van um, with a coach built body on it built by an uh, an aircraft manufacturer. And it was designed to go out and assess the damage in a nuclear war during the Cold War. Obviously, it was never used. And I started building it for a client. Uh, the client gave up on it, and I took the reins and finished it up. But now it's a Cummins turbo diesel powered four-wheel drive, locking axles, like really bougie interior. <laughs> it, it looks like a Tahoe cabin. And you inside. have uh, $42,000 worth of Baja design uh, lights on the front. There's, I think there's like 10 grand worth of Baja yeah. designs on it. <laughs> so, so you have a 5.9 or a 6.7 in? It's a 5.9 VE pump, no power, but the 5.9 VE motor, in my opinion, is the most reliable Cummins ever made. Like, And you got an M15 uh, Warren Winch on the front? Yeah, I got the M15S on the front. I got the Factor 55 recovery gear on the front. Toyo Open Country MTs? Yep, Toyo MTs. 35s, they're, uh, 37s? 34 inch all the way around. Right. They're, they're like weird metric sizes. Um, it just looks weird because the van is so square and tall. Like yeah. there's no, there's no possible way they look to like, like have any what, idea what the proportion is. No, they look like skateboard wheels on it. They totally do. That's a good analogy. Yeah. I would like to run like 37s on it, yeah. but I can't imagine how top heavy the thing would be. Well, I do love how you have that uh, crash bar in front of the coach on top of the windshield to push away branches and stuff, yes, so that you don't. Ex- that's exactly what that's break for. things. So, yeah, can, so if you guys, I'm yeah, we want to see the inside because are those I've the, seen pictures, uh, but I've stock never, axles. So those are not no, those so are not stock. The axles. only thing that is still around from the original nuke van is the body. So the chassis is the stock chassis, but heavily modified and stiffened up. Um, it's got a high pinion built Dana 60 in the front um, with limited slip, and then it's got a corporate 14 volt rear axle. How noisy is it when you drive in the back? Um, you might as well pop the hood of a first-gen truck and like <laughs> sit, sit inside the hood and just operate the the, the, the throttle by hand. Um, I tried everything I could to get rid of the noise in here. Um, there's like three layers of Dynamat and then like the Dynamat foam, but it's... Nothing it's, you can do. Dude, it's so loud. You're sitting in an echo chamber. But you get used to it. You just, you're, you're, you're hearing numbs after like an hour. What? And it, it, yeah, what? And you just, there are uh, so many random panels on this thing. Like, were, were there turrets or something? Like, no. were there guns? <laughs> no, there were no, so like, like, um, see, the, the old defense uh, etching from the sticker on the side. I'll have too. to send you guys pictures. I have pictures of that I actually found on the internet of this thing. So they, 
the state of California had three of these, and this is the last existing one. So this oh, wow. is a one of one vehicle. And you can see, like, look at all the aircraft rigging yeah. and all the really nice reveals and coach work it's done. It's really on it. pretty, actually. Like, did they have to do this? No. No. Do you have any not. idea who actually built it? Yeah, it's the Aluminum Body Corporation, and they made all kinds of stuff, the aircraft and truck bodies. But so here, this is all patchwork that was done in the late 60s by the first guy that bought it from surplus from the military and he actually had it as a mobile recording studio oh really so you know back then they were doing copious amounts of mind-altering drugs in it mm -hmm. making music yeah. if um, this thing could talk yeah if this thing could talk it definitely have some stories but these patch panels there were windows on the top like uh kind of observation windows that were up and out of the way that nobody can break through them or anything like that Right here, there was some kind of test equipment in that part, but this has all been riveted off in the 60s or 70s. How tall is this thing? Um, it's like 11 feet tall. Dang. No drive-throughs for you. you say, no Del Taco for you. No, no Del Taco. And when I when I take it on trails, I have to watch out because it's got it's got three big uh, or four big uh, Tesla panels on the roof. Oh. So you got to make sure not to rip those off. Yeah. But you want to go go around? Yeah, the back let's here. Uh, go around the back that, side of this new the, fan. The 34-inch Toyo equivalent, like a 255, 85, 16s. Yeah, these these things are awesome. I love them. Yeah, great tire. sprung, and I see Annie Rock uh, off-road sway bars. Yeah, so it's got and airbags. So these are the factory leaf springs. I probably took out eight leaf springs out of the back of this thing because it was a ton and a half. But the factory leaf springs, after I took out all the leaf pack, actually flexed really well. So I just left it alone. Um, added uh, supplemental airbags for. Like when I fill the air, water tanks and everything, it kind of leans to one side. Um, Anti-rock sway bars, uh, Bilstein remote reservoir shocks on all the four corners. It's you know it's pretty well set up. Like instead of take the regular access road to come in here, like I drove in, I drove up the Jeep trails in the middle of the night. It's got the cool aluminum uh, oh, body yeah, so corporation tag. tag on the back. Here's a tag from Zero the original. Uh, Protected by pending patents, aluminum body corporation, Vernon, California. Zero oh, number. dude, look what wow. he's missing. Oh, you're missing a... Uh, he's got a lot of stickers, he's but no Churchill no podcast. There may be one before he leaves. So this started my buddy that has uh, Rancho Racing at uh, King of the Hammers, just slapped a sticker on without asking. So then now Perfect. it's a tradition that everyone comes and slaps a sticker on without asking. So. All right. Well, I'm, But you guys uh, asked I'm me, right. so now you can't put a sticker on it. Oh, no. Well, no, no, no I didn't ask. ask you. I told you. I told okay. Lightning that's what we were Just do it when I'm yeah. not looking and you're good. Perfect. All right. Is that the same way that it's kind of like dog? feeding yeah. your dog with when he's not looking? Yeah, just don't let him know what happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're around the backside now. Um, you know, we got the, uh, you got to have all your standard hipster overlander stuff. Oh, you, you got, got roto the, packs, uh, yep. Got the roto packs. Is that a hipster chainsaw you have there? This is actually, dude, this chainsaw. Is that a McCullough? This is a McCulloch. Okay. So this is an 80cc saw from 1963, and I found yep. it on eBay. NOS. So rad. So it's brand per new. Perfect for this thing. And it's awesome because it looks the part. Yeah. And this is a thousand times better than any chainsaw you oh, can buy 100%. nowadays. And McCullough was known for their chainsaws. Yeah, this like, thing they were is badass. They like, were the um, Is this pre or post them moving to Havasu, Lake Havasu, Arizona? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have no idea, but I know this thing's 80 cc's and you have to be a man to start it. So. Yeah. Hey, Lightning, you want to give it a try? Uh, no. Uh, pass. So other than that, back here we've got, uh, I've got a Vire compressor. They're big 100%. So there's basically a cubby in the back that's vented yeah. where all that is uh, housed. Yeah, and there's and you've also got an airline on a reel. Hose. Yeah. Okay. You got your, oh, check it out. I like it. Got your hose reel here. Got 50 foot of hose. It doesn't like to go back in sometimes. Oh, there we go. There it is. Whatever, whatever. Hose reel. You got um, 
I've got eight anti-gravity 100 amp hour uh, wow. lithium ion That's beam a cycles lot of back power. here. The 800 amp hours of solar storage, which is like... Yeah. So you're a week off the grid with the, solar panels, no problem. I can no run problem. the AC during the day for like a week. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my God. And not be plugged in. For example, like I had 50 amp hours in my JL setup, and I'll have, uh, I think, 60 in the new one. And you can use it for a while. Yeah, no, I, I could be with solar, with that much, and my Dometic fridge running, I'm a week off the grid if, right. I have, if it's sunny every day. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I checked. In, in 100 degree weather. It was it was 90 degrees coming here, and the front of this thing with all the windows yeah. is like a greenhouse. Yeah. And I had the AC going off the house batteries and that. And when I got here after the whole 10 hour trip, I still had 75% battery life left. So I was like, yes. Right on. Um, you know, you got your foldable shovel, you got your max tracks back here. Real ones, Mark II's. Um, spare tire. I really need to get another spare tire. Who wired the, the batteries? I mean, who. How did you isolate them? The batteries and the solar are on their own floating system. So there's no there's no real isolators or anything like that. So the batteries are charged with all these goodies in here. Hey, that's my dog Rambo introducing himself. Wow, check that out. So you got an outback. Tankless water heater. Yeah. You got uh, breaker box, shore power, inverters. Yeah, pretty much every, all yeah, the goodies. That's oh awesome. Lord. Um, and all that charges the, the house batteries. Yeah. And then there's two more uh, anti-gravity. Uh, so the anti-gravity is on the side of the house batteries. These are the solar storage batteries. Got it, got it, got it. So there's 10 anti-gravities on this total. Man. All right, let's go check out the inside. And then back here, you got... I want to make it weird. You got a high lift? Everyone's got a high lift. You got to have that, yep. even if you never use it. Yep. Um, and then I have an air over hydraulic uh, lift. Which is a awesome. A jack to, to lift it up, because it's way easier. Weighs everything. It's like and of course your demo pounds. shovel can uh, How much? can twelve thousand pounds. Twelve thousand pounds. Yeah, can uh, ignore the demos on the back. Nope, got the demo shovel back there, which has been used. Yes, and you did what I did. You got the steel shovel, not the aluminum one. Yeah, now aluminum is for yeah, posers. Exactly, except for your body. Real men rust. <laughs> That's right. Come on, Rambo. Real men rust. That's a T-shirt right there. It really is. I feel like we're a T-shirt factory. We come yeah, up with so many. We come many. up with a lot of stuff. One we got. Butter butter fixes everything. Oh yeah, That's butter right. fixes everything. If you guys want to let yourself right. in there, we can go take a tour of the All inside. right, we're walking into the fallout shelter nuke van. Oh, this is so rad. Oh, yeah, you got the uh, buffalo check sheets going on here. This smells like a hipster clothing store because it's got all the uh, the wood. So this is like a combo of a like a Tahoe cabin and a hipster clothing yeah, store. Yeah, it's rad. You really want to go through it. You got So you got front and rear AC, um, engine-driven AC, and then a, a rear Toshiba Smart AC. You got smart lighting, um, heated floors. Uh, Heated floors. Bunk, bunk beds. You get the Tempur-Pedic bunk beds back there. So right here we've got the Smev uh, combo sink stove. Uh, this thing's like super handy. Um, tons of tons of storage everywhere. The smell you get is the walls. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's good. It's all solid cedar. Yeah. And then all the cabinetry is uh, is hickory, and all the colors kind of match. So it yeah. looks like a Tahoe cabin. Okay, now I'm not seeing any fasteners, so how are these pieces of cedar fastened to the walls? Oh, staples. Little nail staples. Nails, yeah. So this. What are they going into, though? MDF the, board or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so or? there's like Arctic insulation on the whole thing. And then it's all steel frames, so we had to go in and bolt wood spars to the steel frame and then build all the wood interior. So when you stole this, how many people shot at you? Because I see a bullet <laughs> hole in the side glass. So that's, that, I left that for character. That is character. So... It's, it's but it's kind of creepy because if you look at where your head is when you're sitting, it's pretty much lined up with a headshot. headshot yeah. yeah. So originally this thing had. Well, lead. here's his problem. That's why it's so loud. 
The glass oh, yeah. is broken. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> it's character. The glass is broken right next to uh, the driver's head. <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. door on the uh, driver's side. So this is pre-safety glass, so it doesn't. It just cracks. <laughs> so it's still like just fine. All the forward-facing windows are good. It's just the, the one side window has a crack, and there's a bullet hole in this one, which is really cool. We just put some clear bra over it so it doesn't Perfect. take water. But it's the original leaded windows. And then, you know, like I was saying before, it had lead-lined walls originally, which which all got taken out because I don't need that. You know, I don't want lead in my RV. Right. So when are you taking this up, Pikes Peak? Never. <laughs> yeah. This 10-hour drive is more than I could handle. Like, the past, the last three hours of the drive, I pretty much wanted to hang myself. Like oh, it's, really? It's, it's just... Is it's a handful to drive? No, it's totally easy to drive. It's like driving a city bus. And it rides better than a Cadillac because, you know, I put really soft compliant suspension on it so I can go flexing on the trails. But it's so loud inside. Like that Cummins is right there. Yeah. Like it's your foot is on the That's side. That's where of the it. dynamat needs to be, is on the doghouse. So I don't know how much it's gonna help though. The next thing we're gonna do like you ever see the big seventies RVs that had the big thick padded yeah. thing over yeah, the yeah, engine yeah. and yep. it's all upholstered and like the tuck and roll and all yep. that stuff oh sometimes they had shag on them yeah i'm gonna do like a cooler version of that where like it'll just be basically like this material here that okay. kind of matches the indoor outdoor carpeting yeah basically indoor outdoor with a ton of like sound deadening on it you could drive around with uh earplugs on i mean yeah i could do that or i could just do i just usually it's like three four hour drive to go camping somewhere you're not yeah. like like, I live in Northern California. This is ten and a half hours away from me, so this is a haul. Like, i got to be committed to come out here. <laughs> All right, well, I, I, still, I, I still plan on coming up to uh, Santa Rosa and then grabbing some, uh, some lunch or something. I yeah. want to drive this thing around the block. That's fine. You can drive it right now if you want. You want to go wheeling? No. No? Okay. <laughs> no, There's too What's many it? small children. No, Look outside your windows. We forgot to mention the home theater. Yeah, yeah, I see that. So what is the Sony box? Sony box on the right. What is that? So 32. 32-inch oh, okay. TV? It's a, yeah, 32-inch Samsung smart flat screen. You got kicker 5.1 surround with a subwoofer. Uh, Where's know, the sub? It's back there. Okay. See, it's in the cubby back there. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, and then you got the uh, you got the Rugged Radio's, uh, what is that, VHF? Yep. Yeah. Very Dude, nice. This thing is fully loaded. And uh, is that a, that's a backup camera above your head? The JVC. There's two of them, actually. There's a, a side backup there and then the rear backup here. You thought of everything. Switch console above uh, above your head. Yeah, for the for the ninety five wow. amps of Baja Designs lighting on this thing. <laughs> yes. Like we ran a uh, and a button that says zombie like a single lot cable. We ran a single lot cable up to a distribution block to run the lights because they were melting everything. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so well, this thing is rad. I mean, I know we've talked about it before, uh, but seeing it in person, it's even better. What's the uh, contraband hatch above the uh, over there? The hole in the ceiling. Over so the overhang? When this was a mobile recording studio, they had two 12-inch speakers cut into the oh my oh, God. console up here. So I squared this one up. Yeah. And it's basically the access to all the wiring and everything. Okay. There's like a massive amount of wiring. And also where you keep your cocaine bundles and your there, kilos. Yes, there's several kilos of cocaine <laughs> up there. This is not like goes, a smuggler's van at all. They're, that's why he goes back and forth to Mexico I, I, all the time. I feel like yeah. if I move the bookcase in the corner over, there's another room off this thing somewhere. There's actually so underneath underneath the beds, there's tons of storage. There's 90 days. Is that your safe room? That's the safe room. There's 90 days of dry food. There's a gun safe. Like it's this thing's like, I'm not a prepper, but this thing's ready for. Yeah, I was gonna say. 
All right, let's change topic from uh, the Nuke Van, and let's talk about what you're doing to uh, retain your title of uh, fastest diesel vehicle up Pikes Peak. Well, first of all, I don't eat crepes, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, second, <laughs> so uh, there's a Frenchman that is out to take his title, and the why Frenchman. Why ruin the joke? And the Frenchman. Why ruin the joke? Don't understand. It doesn't matter. Hashtag no crepes. Nothing. Hashtag no crepes. Let people. It, just, let it go. We call it mittens because the guy has the world's <laughs> largest hands. Okay, back, hairy. back to Scott's answer. Harry large hands. <laughs> Anyways, so I've right now I've got a super light LMP1. Uh, it's running a three liter eco diesel. The Ma prototype car. Yeah, so it's a it's you would remember it as a Cadillac LMP1 in the early 2000s. Um, it's been repurposed um, with a VM Matori eco diesel compound Garrett turbochargers on it. But this year, we're going to twin charge it. So we're going to take the small turbocharger out of the compounds and replace that with a root supercharger. So we can have, I feel like I'm losing tons and tons of time in the hairpins and anything. Just from anything where throttle tip in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because unlike with, with Smokey, my current record holder, it's got 6.7 liters of displacement to right. motivate the turbos. Right. This little eco diesel only has three liters. And even though it's got like little tiny button size, you know, turbo on it, it's it's still like a lag wagon. So this year we barely got the car done in time to get it on the mountain. And it was like an absolute, you know, show of like reliability problems. Cause you can't just like build a car and take it to Pikes Peak. But you, but by the way, I was there to watch you and I commend you because you really pulled it off. I mean, mean, everything was against you. It got to the top. Everything was against you and you got to the top. Yeah. That's, that was our main goal this year was to get to the top. I wanted to set the record better, but we retained it. So that's good enough for me. 2023, we're going to come at it hard. I'm going to have at least six months of like real world testing with a thing and way more power and everything will be refined and it's just, it's going to be a rocket ship. Well, uh, Jay can't say this, so I'll say it. I'm cheering for you. I'm wishing you luck. Well, why can't I he say, no. say it? He was helping me. So, oh, well, this year he was, but he can't next year. No, no, no. Hold on. Oh, I don't even think Holman knows this. Holman doesn't know that we're not going. Yeah, Holman right. doesn't know that, well, uh, that when? Banks is not going in oh. 2023. Well, then Lightning can say good luck I've and known for we months. cheer you yeah. on. I, I told Scott because... Uh, so, like, seriously, that one of my favorite things about Pike's Peak, aside from the Frenchman, who is a thorn in my side... Mm-hmm. It's camaraderie. And also like wears it's a, white gloves it's a, if you know it's, it. Well, it's I mean. a family there. Like, you know, you work with Banks. Um, Banks is my direct competitor when he shows up to the Pikes Peak. Yep. But that, like, I don't see it as that. Like, no, May the best just, man win. We're all in this together. May the best man win. Shake my yeah. hand. We go up yeah, the mountain. Learn from each other. We buy each other donuts. Whatever. Hey, competition's like, good. We yeah. were helping turn and wrench. He yeah, had, wrenches. He had his whole crew here helping me trying to figure out our yeah. crazy cooling issue those eco diesels have the worst design cooling system i've ever seen by the way you know the help you guys gave us was 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 helpful and like same thing like if you guys are at pike's peak and we have the same component and it's on my truck and you guys don't have it it's coming out of my truck and going in your car like i don't care like i'm there to help same thing with the with frenchman we keep poking fun at i, I do it because the guy's an absolute troll when, when he first started racing, like, I loaned him my GoPros, my tire warmers. I was giving him tech help. I helped him get sponsors. And, like, that's that's what it's all about. It'd be nice if that was reciprocated. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, like, it's a family, and it's and it's awesome. And it doesn't have all the drama of, like, you know, like, I quit pro racing in, in like, the early 2000s because I just didn't want to. It's drama and yeah. it's politics and everything. 
And even though there's a little bit of politics involved, because it is racing and it, you know, it's, it's high level racing. It's, there's, it's just more family and grassroots and like everybody there knows Which each you other. wish there's more of that just in life in general. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like a little, it's like a little micro system of awesome and racing, you know, and it only happens once a year for like two weeks. It's just so cool. Well, dude, I'm glad we got a chance to do this in person and uh, and see the nuke van in person. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to see you guys out there. I saw him cruising through the weeds, and I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> He's like, dude, Scott's here. Let's grab the equipment and then go sneak up on him. I'm like, let the man have breakfast. We'll just go say hi first. No, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting a sticker. I think I have one sticker with me. Let's do it. Well, let's plaster up, and let's have a beer. Yeah, let's make it weird. <laughs> I'm leaving. Well, it's another T-shirt. Hold on. Let's make it weird. It's already, it by the way, it's already a T-shirt. And number two, I'm, I'm out of the nuke van. See ya. All right, lighting at home and rolling up on a beautiful Prospector XL. And, yeah, uh, owned by our friend Jackson Ellis, by the way, but, Glendale. But what is even sexier is the Dodge. GFC top. Jeep, Ooh, Chrysler, Ram. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Larry Jeriel from uh, GFC. What's up, dude? Not much, man. Just enjoying this beautiful weather out here today. Okay, so uh, there's been a lot of news from GFC. So yep. talk about that real quick. So go fast campers. Yep. Um, the old movie theaters coming together. That place looks rad. Wait, 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 wait Rob- what are you the, about? the robots are, are starting to take over the world. That's rad. Yep. And then, wait, what movie theater? Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. We're going to let him talk about it. Graham talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. We'll let Larry fill us okay. in. Yeah. Okay. But here's the deal. You work somewhere else, and you came over to GFC, and all of a sudden, like, as rad as GFC's uh, marketing and reels and social videos were before, now they're extremely hilarious. Yeah, I, uh, I, I can't take all the credit. <laughs> I, you know, here's the thing, man. I mean... This has been a, uh, as I say, uh, a long-term time coming with, like, just getting a, a solid team together. And, yeah. and Graham's been yeah. holding down the front over there on the marketing side by himself, busting ass yep. for quite a while. And it's just, that's not sustainable. If One you guys person. don't know, GFC is our favorite company in Montana, making all sorts of things in America uh, with U.S parts u.s people huge commitment to u.s manufacturing machinery they're they're creating a whole manufacturing division of the company to help other entrepreneurs be able to keep manufacturing in the u.s everybody gets a living wage who works for gfc i feel like we need the star spangled banner it's crazy no i mean it's it's like these these young guys went up to montana and put this company together with some great ideas and now it's like bigger than just rooftop tents correct yeah i mean it's, it's awesome and that's the thing it's like graham wiley awesome team i mean we have you know, like about 20 engineers on staff, like all our pieces are milled in house from like the corner pieces. Uh, we bend and press all this in, in Montana as well. I mean, yeah, I mean the, the tent is- So you're doing uh, everything but the extrusions, right? Well, the extrusion profiles we actually design and they're made in the US as well. And then we mill out all the pieces uh, to put it together. So this whole thing is basically adult Legos. So you can like explode it out. It's like over 800 pieces. Well, then on the the V2s, the version two stuff, like the way you do your hinges with the embassy hinges and the way that all the crossbars are put together with like the same type of mechanism as Japanese woodworking, where you think of those old like wooden Japanese puzzles where they have to go a certain order and then you don't know how to take them apart. They machine each individual piece to fit together in these you know three or four sided corners with that sort of design in place it's to see one of these get blown apart is amazing to yep. watch what the engineering goes so into. so you just don't want your consumer taking it apart you've prevented them from that you know i'm well the whole thing is it's it, all we fixable want, we want it all fixable yeah. so right now if you hit a tree or if uh something were to happen we can essentially like because we make all the parts we can just make another part ship it to you fly in replace it which is awesome because otherwise in the past as you're mentioning I worked for other companies and um, 
you throw all that stuff in the trash. It's so wasteful. You get a product, something goes wrong with it, it can be fixed. They're like, you know what, we'll send you another one and we'll just trash it. And instead it's like, we can actually replace the part. All these campers can be completely rebuilt and that's pretty rad. Now, rooftop tents, yep. campers, yep. platform tents. Um, now you guys have gotten into your toppers. Yep. And you just did some really cool videos where you put a uh, bullnose F-250 on top of a Tacoma with your topper to show how strong that sucker was. And you know people think, well, what's a it's like a camper shell. So it's basically the shell. You can run it with or without the side panels for access. And you also have, because you guys are using the uh, translucent poly panels as your roof and your top of your rooftop tents, if you do their camper shell, it's translucent, so the light comes in like a UPS truck, right through the top that's into your casing. It is. Yeah, they're super lightweight, super strong, like I said. It's essentially, I mean, that's how the breakdown is. We have just the topper, which is just the bottom of camper. Then we have just the rooftop tent, and then we have the platform here. And then, obviously, in the past, you've seen the super light, which, is that's, know, that's I, all another thing. So rumors, rumors have it that at some point in the, maybe not near future, but in the future future, super light may make an appearance as an all-American manufactured piece is that that, that possible i think that's possible i think in the next six months or so so i have <laughs> so so talking with graham i'm your guy for that I'm, I'm the guy that doesn't want to do the full drill through my roof of my new jeep and things like that and i was looking for options and i think the super light is, is the right thing and so i was so sad when that thing left the market because i think there's a lot of people who don't have two friends to take the rooftop tent off or want to put it in their garage or want to store it out of the UV or whatever. So I'm super, I'm one of the people that's super excited for the new Superlight when it makes its debut because I think there's a lot of people that it's going to be a huge product for. Yeah, and the product line, the whole thing is for the person who doesn't want to go full out with the camper, maybe they just have a topper. Then they yep. could put uh, you know, Superlight on yeah. it or they could have crossbars and put gear or you could have chase frame and then put Superlight on top. Like it just makes it where it's like more customizable depending on, you know, most of the time the average consumer like i've worked in the you know my alaska I mean, it's like people camp three to six times a year so then yeah. if you want to have that more low profile then it could be chase frame or topper and then you want to feel like you're off. camping 365 days a year correct even though you might only do it 20 days a year yeah whereas for people who want to like always have the room and be quicker you know the yeah. camper is going to be for them i mean this is someone who's like really about the lifestyle of you know just get out there time's important and you want like the whole shebang i mean this is the whole shebang when you get the whole platform. Let's go back to the topper and then in the uh, translucent roof section. How are you strengthening that? And what is it made out of? I'm dying to know more about it because I haven't seen one like that. It's that roof panel right there that you're yep. looking at on the top of the tent. So okay. thinner on the topper, right? What so is What material is that? It's a honeycomb composite. So you can see the light coming through it right now ah. right? and see the crossbar. So the thing is, uh, you know, the honeycomb in general is really strong. Could hold 500 pounds. We don't tell people to stand on it. Technically, you could, but we don't. The difference is, just like on the topper where he just mentioned there is a truck sitting on top, that's because of these crossbars that we also build in-house, right? So that truck was sitting on those crossbars, and the whole thing is it's distributing the weight. And as he mentioned earlier, our frames are basically... They're angular. Angular. Look at the back of Jackson's yeah. truck here because you, you can see the okay, frame and see how the load is distributed, which is one of the reasons I love GFC. Yep, so it's angled, and the way that it's distributing the weight, that's how, you know, they're strong as hell. So it's holding a truck up there. You know what I mean? That's it's, amazing. It's insane. Like, Were you guys panicked when you did that, and how did you lower the truck down onto it? 
uh, two forklifts, and then they were going at two different speeds. Yeah, sketchy forklifts. I, I saw the video of it going together, and I was like, yeah. dude. Yeah, and that's in the, and, and going back to earlier, it's like you're saying, it's like, yeah, I mean, this was Graham's been holding down the front on the marketing side, like going to events, doing everything, and uh, this has been the perfect summer of kind of breaking things out to where I can be more relationships and events and he can focus more on like he loves the content side very creative guy and you know him and Ted just working together on that obviously other people on the team and all but just it's been good to to come together and kind of separate things out and still be able to do a lot and and it's really cool even being at this event this this uh you know today it's been cool to hear people come up and they're like you guys are leading you know what marketing should be on on social media as well as just like cool factor and then on top of that uh as you mentioned a moment ago it's like it's really cool it's like from the pay to made in uh, in america to just the quality that we're coming out with as a company and constantly stepping it forward and it's awesome well it's great and you guys are enthusiasts you're actually using the product there are a lot of companies that make the product and they have to rely on the customers to give them feedback because they don't actually use it sure. so they don't go out and make tweaks you know you guys are a, a company of engineers that are using this stuff you're out on a Saturday abusing it and you come back into the office Monday and go you know what if we put a gusset right here then it wouldn't creak or groan or like there's all those micro adjustments well, also, that are being made the GFC owners forum like you guys allow people to essentially give kudos and bitch equally nothing's moderated or shut down if somebody says i have a problem you actually have people actively going in there to figure out is it one guy's issue is it an install issue is it something across multiple things that's kind of how the hinge got solved because a lot of people were on the owner's forum and you guys aren't aren't squashing people's ability to 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 improve the product right i mean that's yep. a big thing is that community isn't don't say anything bad. We don't want to hear it. It's, it's like, say everything. We want to know because we want the product to be the best it can be. For sure. And then within that, you know, it's like we want to fix things that are a problem. But then also, we don't want to change our product for every complaint and every yeah. consumer out there, right? It's like often you'll have someone come up and it's like they want a four-wheel camper, but they want it to be a go-fast. So like two different products, yeah. you know, or someone wants something like this and it's like, I want it to be like a Sprinter van. It's like, once again, two different products. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, depending on what it is. And then I would say even further than just our consumers and the forms, we have people like Jackson, you know, and 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 we have uh, you know, Rig. Jackson, and, who's Jackson? Yeah. Jackson Ellis from yeah. uh, Glendale. It's the longest title ever. D Ram, Chrysler, Jeep, Jeep Dodge, Dodge. <laughs> Fiat, Fiat Alpha, all the above, you know. But take, but even with that, it's like Jackson's going dirt biking, doing all these things, you know. AJ photo. I've actually seen the man go wheeling. We went on a Colorado trip together. We yeah. got on some Mojave trips, so he's actually out using it and. Jackson's got the Prospector XL, and he's got you know AEV you know JL. Yep. So he's both sides of the uh, the the you know the wheeling world there. A small yeah. SUV and a big old truck. And then Dave's had one. So we have a lot of yeah. people testing these, using them for Wiley, uh, one of the founders of GoFast as well. He's going to Baja and going surfing all the time. So constantly putting it through like if it's jumping it with a raptor or the everyday outdoor consumer it's like it's getting that wide range and lighting check out all these billet components oh i've these are all made inside these are the clamps that clamp on the rail if you notice they use a round tube and not a square tube and see how the clamp is so they get more surface area of the clamp i mean it's just like all these little engineering things are just super super bitch and obviously i've been a fan of gfc for a long time and 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 love what the guys are doing but just seeing all the products and even look along the the rail up there those are their their mantis arms on the ladder which they have these little catches that are all billet that they make they make those little arms they make the the antenna mount up there and they make the mount lights up there i mean there's so all of these i little, had dr pepper bottle opener on yeah. mine right you know yeah. <laughs> well uh, but i like that it's all machined aluminum but it's not billet 
you've uh, not shot painted, but it's got a, a satin hard, finish. Hard anodized. Hard, oh, hard anodized. Oh, hard anodized. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yep. Right. Yeah. So we we rock tumble in house. We uh, you know mill it in house, and then we send it out for anodizing, and it comes back. Okay. Uh, but now, what I don't like about the ladder is that this one I can't fall off of. Like. I like the ladders that are so like rickety oh. and don't actually. He'll sell hold you one on. for your TRX without a ladder. That solves that problem for <laughs> there you. There you go. Yeah, you just gotta crawl up the side and drag yourself. No, I'm just saying. Like it's so funny. Like in the RV I stayed in last night, it was just like I was about to fall off every time I went up to the bunk. And like this is the opposite. This is so freaking sturdy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like, locked into the chassis. It's the detail side. This this gives you two different options, especially on the platform camper. You know, if you had bikes back here, you have it full of gear. You had dog, whatever. You have two different options of the pass-through or the ladder you know it's uh like i said once again detail yeah. you know it's like you guys would have to come up and and check out the facility as he was mentioning yeah we have old movie theater graham's been working on that remodeling it it's going to be awesome yeah it looks super clean keeps it like old school but then restored we have our retail space we have our manufacturing which was only one little bay to where we took over like the whole lot can yeah. i tell you one thing i love that you guys have started doing and that's every Monday morning you come out with an Instagram post of choose your choose your weapon. And it's everybody of the past week who came into your install. And so basically it's the widest breadth of trucks. It's one side view of whether it's a top or a rooftop tent or the full camper setup on every truck you can imagine. And there's usually five to eight of them. And you can scroll through and get an idea of like what, what other people are doing and their colors, their setups. And it's so rad because you can go through and go, oh, man, I never even thought of it on this truck. It looks so rad on this truck. Or, wow, it looks awesome. Oh, that that, that long bed. I didn't even know they made one for a long bed. Boom, done, right? Yep. So I think that's really cool to visualize what somebody's going to get. Yeah, and it's a lifestyle thing, right? It's anything from a Prospector XL to a first-gen Tacoma to like yeah forerunner lots or of new nissan frontiers lately frontiers yeah so you since you have that wide range like they're not all fully built some are more stock but like those people are chasing the same thing let me ask you um so for the the customer that is a little lost like me and doesn't know where to start do you guys have a chat bot uh, or a, a chat on the on the uh on the site or can i call and talk it through with someone yeah we have both those options we can you can chat online we'll have someone who responds back to you or you could give us a call same thing we'll we'll chat through we have uh people who are very knowledgeable on many different cars or whatever questions you have because right there's so many options these days and it's like figuring out what works for you but you know uh nice thing too is there's a lot of information out there on our products if you don't want to chat to someone from forums to uh there's many different places like you know if it's motor trend outside or you know there's a lot of articles out as well and we have youtube videos and that's going to keep increasing as well we want to start bringing uh more information uh just to the consumer am i buying a go fast camper through gfc directly or am i going through a retailer go fast directly we do everything direct just you know make sure that from the experience of getting it installed to making sure it's installed the right way as well as uh yeah just currently that's just how it is because we're made in america and we're no we're, it's good that way you you have a direct one-on-one -on -one relationship well, with the consumer well, one last really important question does graham return your texts <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I, I have to smile because you know I don't want to make people jealous. <laughs> well, all, right, like, all right, let's pull out our phones and we'll, we'll compare. Look, 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 look. Graham and I text right here. Check it out. Yeah, that's how you. That's how you know you're in the good group is you get the uh, you get Graham to return a text. He texts me 25 minutes ago. Yeah, so, you know, right? all right. I'm gonna make some people jealous. Dude, right there, that means you're in. You're, you're officially in the family now. He actually responds to your text, <laughs> which is better. It's it's funny because I'm like, dude, you, would you rather I call you? He goes, no, texts are way better. I'm like, 
but you don't answer. He goes, well, I do for you. I'm like, yeah, that's true. He goes, then what do you care? I'm like, good point. I'll tell everyone out there, uh, he loves you, even if he doesn't text you There back. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect way to end it. All right, Larry, appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Awesome. Thanks for coming by, guys. Go fast campers. What's up, guys? What's going on? What's happening? How you doing? Lightning and Holman, Truck Show Podcast. I'm Curtis Glenn with Dura Bumps. Nice. So uh, I, I see a table here full of uh, awesome uh, bump stops. Look like uh, all varieties, and I'm guessing with the uh, the Forerunner that's in the booth and Tacomas that always need a more progressive bump stop instead of slamming your axle into the frame, yes. you guys probably have the right answer. Yes. So we uh, currently have a full offering for Toyota uh, platforms. Um, we offer multiple different size options. We're the only manufacturer that offers different size options. Everybody else gives you metal spacers. All of our products are multiple durometers of rubber, and durometer is how firm or soft the product is. So all of our products have at least two, if not three, different durometer rubbers designed into them, and that allows our products to compress similar to a coil spring and kill the inertia of your suspension prior to providing the ultimate stop. So any microcellular foam or is everything rubber with you guys? Rubber. Microcellular foam is better suited for pillows. <laughs> <laughs> it's the improper product. We're out here showcasing our product in our competition crusher. And we have all the competitors' products here to help the uh, customers choose what's the best product for them. So for a perfect example on a Tacoma, especially rear suspension, there's not a lot of up travel, and uh, most Tacoma lift kits that give you that extra space don't have enough rebound control in their shocks. And so you get an overland guy who's loaded down, obviously you're lowering and, and decreasing the distance from your bump stop to your axle at that point, and yes. you have a shock that's not controlling the load and your axle is slamming into it. And so a lot of people who drive Tacomas will know, going over the whoops, loaded up or, or whatever, you'll start feeling that axle slamming into the frame. Exactly. What is the experience that you offer with your bump stops that somebody can would, would experience differently, same yes. setup, yes. only thing swapped out is your bump stops. Yes, so first of all, we have options for anything stock height to any lift that's available in market, providing it's bolt-on. So for our rear Tacoma bump stops, we offer a three and a half inch version. And again, we're also the only ones to offer a four and a quarter inch version. The big advantage for a Tacoma bump stops is we prevent your leaf pack from going into negative arch. arc. Yeah. And that kills your leaf pack instantly. It could sure. be brand new, it could be 10 years old. It goes negative arc, you don't spring back. Yep. Um, and now you start having axle wrap issues, axle breaking springs. Wrap, the axle's not being kept square with the frame while cornering, it's physically shifting out of the side of the trough. Sure. So we saw a need there to um, create a bump stop specifically for that. As a side effect, it does limit your wheel travel slightly compared to an OEM application. But for these Tacomas running 35s, they're rubbing the wheel well. They're kind of looking for a little bit of uh, reduction. Yeah, point, yeah, a little bit of less up. But again, with the multiple size options we offer, depending if you're an overlander, you're a go-fast guy, you're a guy on a practical 33-inch tire size, or you're running 37s, we got something that'll fit your application. What's the backstory? How did you get started? It's such a niche. Yeah, what's your background oh, in? Thank you very much. Um, I used to be a rubber and plastics consultant for one of the major manufacturers here in the United States. I have a third-gen 4Runner, this beauty right here. Yep, this is and, a beauty. Uh, 
and well used. You can tell by uh, the skid blade. Oh yeah, we use it. Love it. Uh, it's no pretty, no mall crawler. I used to run the competitor's product on my truck. Uh, it had some advantages. It had some disadvantages. So I went and purchased the other competitor's product, and I worked my way through all the available options. Couldn't quite get what I know I needed for this third-gen platform. I had a little experience with 3D designing and printing, just as a hobby. So I just designed, designed my first bump stop for my forerunner, for myself solely. No intentions of a business. Never planned on selling. No a entrepreneurial set. instinct at that moment Nothing. in time. I put a picture up on the forums, the off-road forum. <laughs> that was it. And that was it, it became a company overnight. Yeah, <laughs> trying to you know because everybody's steel fabricators. Yeah. There's a lot of bumpers, and I just yeah. want to showcase what a rubber the, guy the can soft, do. The soft goods are hard to come yeah. by. Yeah. So I, somebody randomly asked, "Will you make me a set?" I said, "Yes." Was my, and I just got flooded with personal messages exceeded the message count on the forums which forced me into my first website <laughs> which crashed course in that yeah right and uh three and a half years later here we are we are hands down the leader we have a full jeep product line releasing the beginning of next year we currently have lc80s 100s 200s even 300s for our international customers awesome if there's ever a need uh, for a bump stop that we don't currently have, we'll make it. So one of these suspension manufacturers come out with something special. Um, recently, Dobinson Metal Tech's offering a long travel kit. Nobody had the right bump stop for it. So we developed it. It only works for those two brands. So we just fill in the voids wherever we can. So with it being a progressive rubber durometer throughout the, the pour, essentially, are you getting a softer impact and you can feel it kind of compress yes. and help you? Yes. We actually have the ability of scrubbing off that inertia and controlling where we want our products to stop. All of the competitors' products fully collapse on themselves, which provides the stop. None of my products are we relying on a full collapse to provide the stop. We've engineered the diameter of them to be appropriate to hold... Typically, my products are around 1,500 pounds of compression value. And we have our competition crusher here that we could put our products into and verify that we're getting those numbers. Mm -hmm. The values that the competitors claim, we're not seeing we're able to achieve 50% of their claimed compression ratings. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> um, we just side-by-side -side comparison. If you feel that the competitor's product's better, we're here to help you show show how it performs are they all bolt-on direct replacement yes everything's bolt-on direct replacement all high quality zinc coated hardware is included we even had pre-applied thread locker on our hardware made uh, locally yes we are made in uh phoenix arizona 100 percent american made 100 percent american designed in-house even my raw materials are sourced in America. Awesome. Albeit at a premium. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But I'm a proud American. We're keeping it here. What's the website if somebody's listening to the show right now and they go, I, I need that product for my Toyota? Durabumps.com. Durabumps.com. Yes, D-U-R-O-B-U-M-P-S.com. Awesome. All right, well, appreciate your time. Thank you guys very I'm much. Look forward to uh, seeing the Jeep products as well. Yes, Jeeps uh, January will be launching the whole Jeep line, 2007 and up. We have front and rear. Awesome. I know who I'm calling. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you guys.
So, uh, Lightning and Homer, we uh, walk on over to uh, the more wooded area of the forest here, and we're greeted under the uh, the, the Flowform Wheels booth, which is part of HRE. And I what's your name? My name is Alex. As I say, I think a lot of people know HRE because they make amazing street racing wheels, forge wheels, beautiful, beautiful high-end stuff. And then you look at the Flowform, and you're going, well, wait a minute. That's They're a truck damn wheels. good-looking truck wheel. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be our FT1, so this is kind of like our entry into that truck market on a flow form side of things so great looking wheel yeah we're really happy with it we have it offered in a 17 and a 20 inch um two optional finishes we have a an ore color which is like a gold yep and then obviously our satin black tarmac color. is that a uh, powder coated painted that's going to be painted from the manufacturer yep. we do have optional finishes available as well and so uh, talk about uh, HRE and Flowform entering the truck market and what's, uh, what's the selling point of your wheels other than their gorgeous good looks <laughs> and, the, uh, and the brand name obviously right. is known in other markets. What makes them a good choice here in the truck and off-road market? Well, you know, it's kind of like I said, it's our, our entry into this market. Um, we're really proud of them. We like the design, the strength, they hold up. How do I say this? <laughs> it's basically our... our our first um, kind of testing this market yeah, to see if the brand is going to resonate with exactly with yeah so and it seems like it's saying we're, we're out here today um, we're you know we're enjoying it people seem to be liking them um, so yeah, we're just excited. It's something new for us. So we're, we're looking forward to it. Are these cast wheels? These are going to be cast wheels. They're basically like flow formed is mm-hmm. what they are. Okay. So um, yeah, very similar. It's like a cast face with a larger skirt yeah. and then, you know, gets flow formed out. Talk through that for a second. I mean, we, I, wanna, I don't want to just blow past that technology mm-hmm. because that's a lighter, stronger technology, correct? Correct. Yeah. So that basically your traditional cast wheel is just a mold that they get basically poured, poured into. into yeah. Sure. So with ours, the Flowform wheel, you have that mold in the front face, but it basically, you get that that mold and then you have like a large skirt around it. And obviously through like a high pressure, you know, high heat, like if yeah. you were at like a, you know, if you ever done one of those um, like pottery classes yeah. where you know yeah, on yeah. the wheel and spin it. We're in pottery all yeah. the time. It's <laughs> like, and I are in, yeah. we, we frequent pottery classes every Saturday. It's like molten but not liquid, right? Exactly. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Through high heat and pressure, it gets expanded out into whatever width that we're looking for. And it, that keeps the grains in the same direction and things like exactly. that. Exactly. It keeps that, that structural integrity that we're looking for. So it's a lot stronger than your traditional just cast wheel. What are the load ratings of these wheels? Um, I know they're 900 kg, so they're all meant for off-road yeah. capability. As okay. you can see here, we have the Raptor behind you. It'll pretty much handle anything. Um, they're not load rated for the higher end, the 2500, sure. all the diesel type stuff. Um, so you're looking at uh, anything light duty, half ton. And exactly. Low. Yeah. So it's going to be, again, your Raptors, F-150s, Tacomas, Jeeps, sure. uh, Chevrolet type stuff, all yep. that. That's kind of what these are meant for, like a light truck type off-road wheel. So. Yeah, it's interesting. So you've got the uh, black ones on a uh, on a Lexus GX on yeah. one side, <laughs> and then you've got the 20-inch ones and the ore yep. on the uh, Raptor over here. Two completely different vehicles, two completely different builds, and it looks great on both vehicles. Exactly. That, that Again, that was kind of the thing that we wanted to do with this wheel, just because it is, again, kind of newer for us to get into this market. We wanted something that we knew would work across all these different platforms, because, again, these are getting produced for a Jeep, for a Tacoma, for a guy with the F-150, a guy with the you know, T-Rex, whatever. So. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. you hear him say that? Yeah. So we definitely... There might be a black one over there that could use a set of uh, 20s. We do have a setup. It's, it's, it's meant for it. So See, that, I told you. That, oh, my God. That was one thing that was really important to us. We wanted something that was going to just, like I said, look good on everything, yeah. not be too over the top, too flashy or anything. It's just a nice, clean, yeah, off-road it's a, it's, a, it's basically a traditional uh, split six-spoke that mm-hmm. has a dish to it yep. with a couple uh, concentric rings. Yep. And then... Uh, it has these facets around 
I, I don't, would, would we call them facets? Teeth. What? Teeth. I don't, teeth. Teeth. Okay, I like that. We just wanted to make something that was going to look good across yeah. the board on pretty much all the applications that we have for it. So Awesome. Uh, so if people want to find out about the Flowform wheels, where do they go? Uh, HREwheels.com. Um, you can search Flowform. It has a whole section on the website. Um, you can see all of their different styles that we're offering. Um, and these ones, like I mentioned before, are called the FT ones. FT ones. All right. I like them. Uh, lighting and home improved. <laughs> Thank you for spending some time with us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Mia, you're not allowed to leave. I got to go. <laughs> I know, me too. But but the fun isn't over yet. You still have to. Uh, we still have to talk podcast. Okay, what's going on? Talk to me. Well, okay, so we have to speak with you because you're one of the engineers at Toyo who designed this amazing RT Trail. Yes, yes, I. Who am. I actually uh, heard had a pretty interesting uh, career leap. Used to be a, an engineer in manufacturing. Yeah, so I started off at Toyo Tires Manufacturing in White, Georgia, for, and I did that for five years. I was a factory lead engineer for the OPAT 3. And um, that was a wonderful project, very long, extensive project. <laughs> um, but it was that's such a rewarding because everyone seems to really like it in the market. But now, you know, within the last two years, I've transitioned to R&D. And um, the OPRT Trail is my first project as an R&D tire lead engineer. So Now you're... you're What's the OP? Open country. Open country. Open country. Yeah, open OP, country. OP. Jay, come on, no, man. On get just, with it. Hold on just a second. Our listeners don't know. Open country. Well, don't now they know. know. Now, now they know. know. I have open to be the dumb so, guy. So how cool is that from a career progression to be on the manufacturing side and then be able to jump over to product? I, I think it's such a, a, obviously manufacturing is super important. It really is. But the product is you're, you're touching your customer, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's completely different. Um, <laughs> honestly, manufacturing was was a wonderful experience because yeah. you get to know the product just from the manufacturing process point of view. Um, the materials that go in it, what materials come in, how do we mix the rubber, um, and how do we build the tire? Sure. Like even even knowing the uh, process of building it helps, helps you, you help, yeah. helps you be able to understand um, how to make a better tire, sure. make it more lightweight tire, more you know everything and more quality, a better quality, um, so we don't have any anomalies and things like yeah. that. So you know customers are complaining about my tire sucks you know so uh, so learning the process and the quality point of view of trying to make the best produced tire was a wonderful opportunity and yeah. i thought i would do that for a long time yeah. and then i kind of got a little bored you know you <laughs> know uh, it just people couldn't answer my questions anymore yeah. i want to know why sure. like why do we do that like why do we put this pl- why okay. do we put this ply material in there why why is the mode profile like this? Because yeah. we're having some high speed issues, so we can't, you know? Sure. And so the fact- What's the square shoulder versus rounded shoulder? Why do we need this extra exactly. layer of rubber on the sidewall? Because exactly. that's our- I'm gonna ask all it. those same questions in just a minute, <laughs> but first I need to know, what is your background? Where'd you go to school and all that? Uh, so I'm born and raised in Atlanta. Um, I- Home of Chick-fil-A, the Lord's Chicken. The Lord's Chicken. <laughs> As we call it on the Circular Podcast. <laughs> I went to Georgia Southern um, in Statesboro, Georgia, which is like three and a half hours from Atlanta. Um, that's actually home of Zaxby's, if you didn't know that. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, Everything's yeah. over there. Yeah. And um, yeah, so Atlanta. I got my first degree in exercise science, kinesiology, which I don't use, obviously. And then I just finished my engineering degree um, in a mechanical engineering. So I finished my engineering, so I have a, a mechanical engineering degree. But I'm sure you use kinesiology lifting those Jeep yeah, spare tires up, up to the... Yeah, right? Yeah, you just got to use your knees, not your <laughs> I need some help after yesterday putting those uh, those tires on the back of the Jeep. Right. <laughs> so how did we get to Open Country RT Trail? So Jay and I did the whole, we did a little bit of podcasting on the trail. Okay. The experience of the tire. Yeah. We talked about how it feels. I was really impressed with the road holding coming up the mountain roads with a 392. Mm. Uh, we were really impressed on the trail, especially the compound, no chunking, the quietness, the grip of even in like a deformable surface like sand or loose, of the, you know, we're in decomposed granite here right. basically, loose right? loose rock and stuff, yeah. Where it grips, it doesn't do a spin out when you pull away, like yeah. all those things. So, so the end result is probably what you wanted, but let's back up to you 
and the team developing the tire and the technology that goes into it and kind of explain the front part of that whole. What, what, what led to the experience that we had yesterday of actually driving on a really impressive tire? It's a really long question. There's no way she has time to answer that. It's a great, try. It's Go a ahead. Great question, though. The, the great question. See? <laughs> uh, so, honestly, every tire starts with the sales team because the sales is responsible for knowing the market. You know, what does our customers want? What do, what do they need? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and with the sales feedback from previous tires or hell, even co uh, competitor tires, um, they let us know what tire they need for the next generation or the next year or whatever. Um, so basically the Toyo tires wanted to have a competitive hybrid for the North American market um, because that's where the market is going. More all terrains, hybrids, but they're the, even the all-terrain Baja bosses, it says an IT, but it's truly a hybrid. So sure. everyone's going more aggressive. And so we, in the OPAT 3 was such a huge success with the 3 PMS rating. And so we, we had the AT covered for the Toyo markets. Now we need to create an aggressive, yeah. attractive on and off-road tire. So that's basically, that's square one, right? Sure. That's where we start. Um, so we go through many different phases. We start with, um, of course, design, prototypes. We do simulations with the pattern to see if it, is it functional. It looks good, but is it functional? Yeah. It's actually, it's a, it's a block stiffness where it needs to be. Um, just a lot of, lot, I mean, I'm telling you, even as a manufacturer, I had <laughs> no idea what it took to actually come up with this tire at the end sure. product. So you have to do a lot of different things. We have uh, different phases that we do. Um, the prototype phase and production mode phase. Um, but you, we try out different compounds to make sure wear resistance was a big one. We wanted to improve wet performance because we know that a lot of people think, um, a lot of people want that from their tires. They want to be more confident in the wet for handling and braking. So we really focused the wet performance and also just wear resistance sure. for this tire so um the tire Which you guys were able to bring a forty-five thousand mile warranty for, yes, even yes. on the lt and flotation sizes oh, yeah, for which sure. is a big deal Ex exactly and again one thing that toyo is known for is it's, it's where is wear resistance level yeah. and the long the longevity of the tire and the roundness yeah 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 I mean, we, we were talking yesterday how there's been people who said they put the new rt trail and had zero weights on mm -hmm. the wheel which is incredible because that's wonderful of, to hear because coming from the plant we really focus to yeah. the, the uniformity and the balance issues well and even in like your that. manufacturing you guys really try to have seamless the way you the jointless way you type, yes. jointless type ply jointless. we try to uh, there's things called component spotting and mm -hmm. component component balancing that does create the end result to have is you know less tight less weights on the tire when we do mountain balance so uh it's a it's an entire process it's, a, it's multiple departments it's a mostly disciplinary group that comes up with i mean that actually gets the product to where it is um but as a tire designer we have to you know narrow down we have to work with the sales company because they know what the market wants as far as aesthetics and performance so we have to work closely with them we may like this design because it's more functional they might may like it because it's more sure. aesthetically pleasing so um there's so many things that go into it and the at end the end though you win we you have to win because if they're like it is true we do win we do our like the uh because at the end of the day it's technical we need to make sure that the tire performs well it look the looks is it's not saying it's secondary because i get that's what catches people's yeah. point of view but we have to make sure it performs right and um and plenty really, of good looking tires out there that I wouldn't take off road. Exactly. You want to be confident with <laughs> yeah. them. And you, you know, Toya has a really quality, good reputation and brand, um, which I'm proud of. I've been here seven years and honestly, I loved, I love Toya, the, uh, the people um, and obviously the product. So as an R&D tire engineer here um, on my first project, it is so rewarding to see you all experience it. I yeah. mean, I've never been off-roading before, right? It's not really my thing. I have a Mustang. What? <laughs> I, have a, I have a Mustang, you know? And um, so Wait, What year? 
2016. Okay, nice. Yeah, so um, a lot of my, you know, I work with all guys and they're so into all this, right? So this is kind of just, I'm just kind of dibbling and dabbling, right? And their dream job. And it's really cool to experience it. I was able to get in their gladiator yesterday and, you know, rock climb. I just, and again, we don't really, we didn't design this tire exactly for the things we were doing exactly yesterday, like major rock climb. We wanted to have uh, like gravel road. We did a lot of gravel testing for cutting chip resistance. So those are some of the things we wanted to focus on. But I was quite impressed with how they were able <laughs> yeah. to crawl and we were able to maneuver over some of these trails yesterday. I was I was quite impressed, my, even myself. So um, the on-road performance is literally identical to an AT, in my opinion. Yeah. And so the fact that they can also do those things off-road, yeah. I really hope the customer can get a is really happy about that. Well, it, it was great to be on the trail with you and to, to see your passion come through. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was awesome for us because we're big fans of Toyo, but then also well, another new tire. Okay, well, let's see where this fits. Well, no, it was it was phenomenal yesterday. But again, the road manners to get to the trail yeah. it, it is where I was really impressed. And then on the trail, did everything we wanted to do super easy. We were down at you know 14 PSI on a 35 mm-hmm. on a you know probably a 5200 pound vehicle, and it was absolutely perfect for what we did yesterday. Which they don't rec- they don't recommend. Yeah, that's, that's I didn't thing. say they recommended. <laughs> I just said that's what we were doing. But I mean the off off road or overland experts. I mean they know what the, you know what yeah. to do to get the best uh, contact shape to yeah. make sure they can crawl over that rock. So the air pressure, the air down is is, is something that was necessary for yesterday for sure. So you it's don't funny. Just be bouncing <laughs> yeah. out. That's no, it's funny because me. Can't answer like half the questions that people ask her right. because they want to know about the compound. She's like, nope, can't talk about that. Right, well, what Sorry. about the uh, the the te- technology and the blocks and the uh, the various plies? No, nope, can't talk about it. It's, it's, a lot of this stuff is proprietary, and honestly, Magic. I'm still trying to you know where's the line? Like, where can I say? What can I say? What can I say? Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, it's so many things that go into it. I'm not even a materials engineer, but I'm learning so much about that. Yeah. We have a materials department that does all our compounding and things like that, and we can say we want to increase this or decrease this or things like this, but it's so much things that go into it. Again, I'm still learning every single day. So as a manufacturing engineer, mm-hmm. you were on the floor in the new state-of-the-art plant, yeah. and you were actually assembling the tires, or m- were you monitoring the machines that assembled the tires? What, what was your exact or role designing at that the process point? for? So, so basically... Um, Let's see. I'll make sure I don't say it. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, as a factory engineer, when it gets to the factory, we as the R&D engineers um, have already decided the mold profile. We've, we've already made the mold. We've already decided the compound. We've already, si- we've already decided what materials we want in the tire. We already decided all these things. And so as the factory engineer, you just kind of have to put it all together. And so um, well, there's different um, things we can do to... Uh, Sweeten it one way or the other. Like, I mean, <laughs> well, it's it's just, well, so we have to make sure the construction is there, right? So yeah. the construction is so important for the contact shape and the, different over, sizes, obviously, oh, yeah, right? But every tire size has every a little tire bit size different. Is than, completely yeah. different. Yeah. I mean, and, and therefore the the tread is different. The, how yeah. wide the tread is. The, the, the voids, belt width. The, the belt width yeah, are different. Tread, I don't think that. people think about that. That oh, yeah. as the tire exactly. grows in diameter, everything, everything has changes. to change everything in proportion. Has to change, and everything is usually scaled. Also, P metric versus LT metric versus Rotation, and those all perform changes. very differently because yeah. air pressure is different from yeah. L, from LT mm-hmm. to passenger car tires. And if, if one thing about um, tire engineering is that air pressure is everything. Yeah, air pressure is everything. Operating at the right air pressure is really the number one it, thing because we designed the tire based on the air pressure. It's everything that comes down to the size of your contact yeah. patch, yeah. how much weight you can carry. Yeah. 
thermal management of the of the tire, yeah. um, even the amount of deformation allowed in the sidewall. Yeah, and like the plies. Lat, lat stiffness is a yeah. huge thing that we make sure that because hand, I mean handling is huge here. Yeah. Everyone wants to throw it sideways. Yeah. You want to make sure <laughs> on and off road you can yeah. do that confidently. You know, yeah. so it was something we really focused on with the RT trails. It has a little increased block stiffness from the OPAT three since it's not a three PMS tire. So I think that's what people are definitely feeling. Okay. You know, they're feeling that extra lateral yeah. grip and confidence, and the lateral grooves are um, is definitely helping for extra track to compare to the, like the OPAT 3. So we designed the tires for the application and the customer we want to target. So this one is definitely for these, this type of group. Yeah. <laughs> this type of group? Now it's it's, it's you. It's for I you now. so. Now I got to go get a Jeep. You're one of you know? us now. <laughs> now I got to go get a Jeep Rubicon and go take it off road. Just so put one on the company credit card. I guess. Yeah, like, for some- <laughs> For science. Uh, for, science. <laughs> for research, That's yeah. Right. Yeah, so there's some, I'm, again, excited. I'm relatively new to this whole um, thing, especially being um, the person leading the development and design for the projects. It's, it's well, something that I would never thought I would You make a hell of an off-road tire. I'll let me say that right now. You do. Congratulations. Effort. You know, it is a group effort. I do want, can I shout out some people Absolutely. Here? Okay, I would like to shout out Takeda-san. He is um, the Japanese, my boss, he's a Japanese advisor, um, as well as Nakamura-san. He's a deputy director of R&D. Um, and those guys there are... Um, my teachers, you know, they 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 have they have taught me everything I know. Your senseis, if you yeah, will. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're just I mean, they're such great guys. And Takeda-san yeah. actually started from the a very initial phase for the trail, and I just kind of finished it off um, when I be, when I joined. Sure. So uh, he he has helped me so much to make sure we get this product to the to this uh, front line to the market. And I can't wait to November first when it when it comes out. Truly. All right. Well, congratulations. Uh, yeah. Thank congrats you. on a thank great you. product. Congratulations and, to y'all. It seems like y'all are doing pretty good, too. I mean, we, we have fun. Yeah. It, it, uh, I can think of worse it things to do. It seems pretty cool. I mean, it seems pretty cool to me. It seems like some of my coworkers are dream jobs. So yeah, I'm, right. I'm You're like, wait you. a minute. You get paid to do that? Right. Right? Yeah. I think it's awesome. So yeah. appreciate it. just need to come out more often. Hang out. Like, you know, we don't get invited to all these things. So hopefully we can it can open up. Because, I mean. Do you need us to put a, a good word in with the boss? <laughs> That's it. That's what I need you to do. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> well, we just, we'll just say that we need to interview interview her at all yeah. of these events yeah. and she will have to come when yeah. we need to talk compounds yeah. <laughs> no she can't tell you about compounds I can't say they don't know that she can't tell us about compounds <laughs> she knows she can't tell okay. us about compounds again again right. can't do that yeah. <laughs> like we're in the inception or something is wacky going on here okay all right well thank you so much for your time and no, again no awesome spending the last couple of days with you and experiencing the product and everything yeah. and and i I'm excited to put some more miles on these tires. Yeah, tell all incredible. your um, your podcast listeners to buy Toyos, man, and OPRT Trail. Okay, here we go. Uh, attention all podcast listeners, uh, please buy the Open Country RT Trail. Thank you. Why are you talking into the microphone like I that? I was telling the people. But they can hear you. You didn't have no, to cut your hand over the microphone. just to them. Oh, just to them. Uh, yeah, you guys already know I wasn't <laughs> directing it at you. Ah, it's so strange. Okay, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is going to be our last interview for the day. Before we go drinking? Uh, yeah, because the weather's so nice and there's so many people and walking around and looking at the, all these uh, great Toyo-equipped rigs, uh, I'm kind of tired of working right now. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go and have a... Uh, they don't have any sours. I rated everyone's cooler and yeah. I couldn't find a single sour. How about a Midori sour? sour? No, not a Midori <laughs> We're not in sour. Vegas at the slot machines? No, I was looking for any kind of a, an interesting... A lot of IPAs up here. Yeah, I'm not a, No, not an IPA. You an IPA guy? You know what? I like IPAs, but... I just like a normal beer sometimes too. I mean, well, I found some Coors Lights. Yeah, Coors I found some Coors Lights in your oh, no. case. <laughs> I am a craft beer aficionado for sure. Were the mountains yeah. blue? Yeah, <laughs> the mountains were blue. Yeah, they did. All right, who are we standing with? I'm Stu Shear. I am the senior manager of marketing communications at Toyo Tires. 
In other words, he's really important. Yeah. And so, part of the reason that you and I are here. here. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys rock. And uh, we were so excited to have you guys here for this event. Um, you guys have been here, what, now two days, nonstop action. Just it's been awesome. Taking our new tire and testing it out, the Open Country RT Trail. We've done our best to abuse it, but it just laughs at us. It's like, is that all you have? Like, Seriously? Bring it on. Yeah. And Holman's pretty good at abusing tires. Hey. <laughs> he is good. But at you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or yeah. not. No, it is. No. It is a compliment. I think you use them in the right way. Okay. You know, you yeah. know how to do it. I mean, you're, you're not frivolous with them. No, no. no. I mean, I don't, just, I don't just waste perfectly good tires unless they're yeah. OEM tires that need to be, you know, Wasted. turned into smoke so I can put Toyos on or something like yeah. that. Then, yeah. that, then that's fine. <laughs> but how, how did you guys enjoy the tires overall? I mean, like, I know, Jay, you have a vehicle you're going to be putting the tires on. So. I'm very excited to put them on the TRX. Yes, I've got uh, some wheels coming. So we're going to do a set of 20 by 37s. Very excited to try out the new well, trails. that's not a tire size. Yeah. What's it? It would be well, a 37, 37 over a 20. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We actually <laughs> did a photo shoot with a TRX. One of our racers, Tavo Vildosa, he has a TRX. He had the 37s with 20s, and they look awesome on I that. saw the white one. It's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. It fits perfect. It's like it was tucking like right inside. It looked like a Jeep flexing in certain areas. It was amazing. Well, I've got a, a small lift kit coming from the front end because you've got to bring the front up about an inch and a half yeah. so I don't have any rubbing. So that should be done end of next week, and the tires go on. Yeah, yeah. Good. I can't wait to see it, honestly. Like, it'd be awesome. I'll come and pick you up at the office. I'll keep saying it. You know, we, yeah. we brought a 392 up, all-wheel drive, driving up the mountain roads with those tires was, was fantastic. It was yeah. great. Windows down, roof opened up. It just it, it felt like a sports car. And I know that sounds silly for a solid-axle Jeep driving yeah. up a mountain road, Yeah. but it really did. Yeah. It's the stability of it, the dependability. I mean, you don't want to have to think about the tires. You want to be able to just enjoy it. Yeah, it was and great. It really gives a good driving experience. No squealing, yeah. you know, it, no noise. It wasn't like... No understeer. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just it was a joy coming yeah. up the mountain. It's quiet. Con you have confidence. Yeah. It, I mean, basically, it's an all-terrain tire with a lot more rugged durability to it. So you get all the quality of an MT, but you're getting that that more comfort. You get the mileage warranty, and it, it looks pretty awesome. The shoulders on that thing, everyone's talking about them. A lot of people that like MTs really weren't interested in like a rugged terrain tire, and definitely not an all-terrain tire. Sure. But seeing the side. It, it visually it looks great. It has a purpose as well, but visually the, the sidewall on this tire is something everyone should check out because I thought it was gonna be about the tread pattern, the part that touches the ground. No, actually everyone's talking about the sidewall. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So how's the turnout been? Obviously this uh, event got rescheduled and uh, because of the fire and it looks like you've got plenty of people running around this place. Lots of families, yeah, yeah. lots of uh, vendors here. It's been a really, really great day. Yeah, this is a, definitely a family event. We're trying to focus like it's not, we're not trying to create like a party here. I think this is just a good time to really learn. Like we have basically a learning session every hour and we have a variety of vendors out here. All these guys are great collaborators and they have, sell really neat products. I mean, people are learning things they never thought they would learn sure. out here. Well, you definitely invite your favorite family friendly podcast. <laughs> that's, for sure. that's for sure yeah you guys I don't know that we're always well you know our, our jingles seem to okay he already signed the contract to sponsor us that's yeah, good. Yeah. Good. i mean we're family friendly we're yeah, g great yeah no, we do we don't have an explicit rating yeah. no we Every, don't everything is bleached clean. and everything we're is clean good. yes okay yeah. we're the disney of uh I truck podcast that far but yeah. sure <laughs> for sure no you guys provide like a ton of information and i'm hoping when we're back on your show we make a lot of open country tires and people are like why do we make all these tires i think it would be really cool at some point to just sit down a little bit more and talk about it. I mean, maybe there's different applications we can talk about because really it comes Let's down do it. to the simple questions like, hey, like, which tire should I have? It's like, first question, uh, what kind of rig do you have? Like, yeah. what are you going to use it I'm for? I'm not going to lie. You go to toyotires.com yeah. and you were overwhelmed when you click on truck and you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh my. Yeah. And you go, okay, I get yeah. the AT yeah. and I get the MT. Yep. 
but there's literally about 12 other choices right. in between, below. We got, yeah, yeah, we have the RT we're keeping, we have the yeah. RT trail, we got the CT, and we got a QT, and it's like, there's so many T's. Yeah, yeah. So which is which? No, we would love to yeah. have you back on. We could talk yeah, and do yeah. like a a model walk through the lineup yeah. of what tires are appropriate for who. I think that would be great. Absolutely. And, uh, I, would, I would have to bring my my friend Todd Bergeson along. He's we love our Todd. product yep. planning guy, and right. he's the guy. I mean, we just had a really good training session, and it was about all of our tires. But he also went through just basics on tire prep between yeah. like tire pressure. It, it matters. Like, yeah, all of that. Were you uh, for consumers, or were you talking to dealers over here? Oh, those consumers, yeah. Okay. These people are eager to learn. We, we taught them something. We actually patched a tire while we were there and had them A competitor's it. tire, of course. Well, actually, <laughs> full disclosure, it was actually my tire. Uh, <laughs> I had a nail in my tire. It was on my spare. And I was a little bit lazy. I'm not even joking. I was a little bit lazy. I should not be. I just put it on the back. He's like, well, that's perfect. We'll just do a demonstration awesome. right here. So we plugged the tire and Well, the engagement was great. It. I mean, there yeah. was probably like the last session, we probably saw about 40 people standing there. And there were a lot of great questions at the end of, even people taking notes while yeah. you guys were talking. It was really neat to see. Because like, yeah. you know, tires are a really technical thing. It's not really yeah. understood. It's yeah. not always the shiny thing on the vehicle but yeah. it's it's a, something that I think people want to learn more about exactly and I, I mean we Todd, Todd was talking about it but we have uh all of the information you need for your, your tires. I mean, most people are just running factory tires, so you can look at the placard on the side of your door sure. for your, your tire pressure. But if you're upgrading your tire size, it's really important to figure out what's the right tire pressure. Yeah, it's public information, we make it available. And the reason why is we want to keep people safe. I mean, regardless of which tire you have, if you're upgrading your tire size, you really need to like make sure you're, you're doing the right tire pressure. So definitely something you can always check out on our website. Um, you can call our 1-800 number as well, and it will help you out. That's awesome. what we want to do. Well, we've uh, enjoyed a long relationship with you guys. We appreciate you guys uh, supporting the podcast, and yeah. uh, thanks for having us out for a, a great weekend up here. For sure. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll see you in the studio next time. Yeah. Sounds good. I love, I'd love to go in there. I always see pictures. I want to go oh, in there. Oh, no. I got to admit, it <laughs> is hot. This yeah. is way <laughs> nicer Whoa. here. We can, just, we can go to the beach, too. I mean, I was going to say December might be yeah. better because the body heat in the studio might keep us comfortable <laughs> when it's cold. <laughs> yeah. It's so hot and dank in there right, right now. Right now, it's horrible. Absolutely not good. I mean, you're welcome to stop by. Steve's like, what, 6'5"? Yeah. All right, well, you'll come out, you'll be 5'11", just because of all the water weight, so. Cool, man. Well, thank you guys very much again. Really appreciate it, and uh, enjoy enjoy it. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Okay. We're going to go walk around, and I'm going to raid your cooler again. (laughs) All right, Holman, it's been quite an adventurous weekend. You can hear all the awesome motorsports activity here in the background. That is a Suzuki Samurai off in the distance, I believe. Uh, no, that is a is tube-framed... God, looks like a... It's uh, a Nissan something. Nope, that's an Isuzu. It is an Isuzu. Yep, I think that's an Isuzu pickup truck that's been caged, which is super rad. Being followed by a what, third gen, or no, second gen 4Runner. And we just saw our man Scott Birdsall, and he's about to go wheel the uh, the Nuke wagon, so the Nuke fan. So that's pretty cool. So I think uh, if you follow uh, Scott Birdsall, I guess he's at Chuckles Garage. Chuckles Garage. Yeah, you'll see the Nuke fan that we've been talking about and went on a tour through. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in on this uh, interesting episode. We want to thank Toyo again uh, for having us out. This has been a spectacular uh, couple of afternoons, wheeling with their tires and meeting with their technical department and learning about the tire construction. Quite honestly, having a a trailer that I could take about an hour nap in in front of a meadow while the breeze blew. 
and which was pretty amazing. And you left a Thank present you. for the uh, the owner of the trailer. <laughs> I left a couple. Yes, in the uh, in the black tank. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the black tank's almost full. As is the gray water, uh, and the fresh is empty. So <laughs> I did my part. Oh, and the generator's low on gas. Okay, but right. it was warm all night. <laughs> and on that note, this is where we hit the outro. What do you think of the show? Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show. Oh, oh. All right, he's LBC Lighting. I'm Sean P. Holman, and we are Truck Show Podcast. And you can find us on all of our socials. Hit us up, DM us, or leave us a message on the five star hotline, 657 205. 6105 and uh, thank you Nissan for uh, making the truck show podcast possible so if you're in the market for a new half ton or a mid-sized truck head over to NissanUSA.com or down to your local dealer where you can uh, listen to the truck show podcast on their exceptional Fender audio system and thank you Nissan for making an incredibly potent Pro 4X that we saw out on the trail yesterday getting all contorted over rocks and handling it like they were just marbles and for all of you out there who uh, enjoy technical driving like I do, you'll be remiss if you didn't go to BanksPower.com and check out the Pedal Monster, where you can dial in your gas pedal sensitivity to make sure you get the responsiveness you need from your truck. And hey, it's even good on the city as well. So if you feel like you're a little laggy or your throttle's a little wooden, want to... Uh, <laughs> I feel both those ways. Yeah, well, then maybe you need to go to BanksPower.com. I, I need uh, a Pedal Monster for my body. Go to the year, make, model, drop down to actually see all of the products available for your vehicle, which is um, way more than just the Pedal Monster. But that's my favorite right now in this moment. And for the final time on this episode, thank you very much to Toyo Tires, makers of the brand new, brand new Open Country RT Trail. Available November 1st at your local tire dealer. To take us out of this episode, uh, Holman, do you have any camping jokes? Something funny to lighten Uh, the mood? Yeah, I got a camping joke. Okay. Uh, You know what they say about sex while camping? No. It's intense. (laughs) Thank you. Good night. Tip your waitress. Try the veal. He'll be here. Well, no, he's leaving. He's gone. Bye. Bye, Holman. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 